Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. What up, party people? How you doing? Where you been? You having a good 2023 so far? You cold? Welcome to Guys We Effed. It's oh. the anti-bleep, uh, bleep, bleep, shaming podcast. Is it hurting your soul to do that? No, be, no, it doesn't hurt my it's soul. It's a challenge. I don't care. And honestly, people should get off their asses and do something about censorship in America, but they want to argue about nonsensical things. So uh, that's not my problem anymore. I'm tired. I've fucking, I've done enough in my 37 years. Someone else fucking do something. I'm tired of it. Fucking do something. Stop complaining. Can we curse now? <clears throat> Welcome to the show. We're happy you're here. Uh, we're trying to, you know, not get punished by the YouTube uh, algorithm. Yeah, um, yeah. So if you want to email us, the sub, uh, the email address to send us your woes to is sorry about last night at gmail.com. Before we read the email for today, we want to do uh, a call to action. We want to hear your stories. Email us at sorry about last night show at gmail.com if you have a rather tragic valentine's day terror story like a bad date gone awry sex gone bad maybe you landed in the hospital maybe you lost your house i don't know maybe there was a fire um email us your worst valentine's day horror stories at sorry about last night show at gmail.com uh we want to hear them and we're going to post them to our social media um like we posted our songs to bang to which is already up and the full playlist the spotify playlist is up on our link tree at guys we fucked without the you and fucked and uh, and then uh, coming up this week is going to be um, worst reasons you've dumped or been dumped. So check out our social media, guys. 
Yes. And uh, here is today's email. It says, my boyfriend's parents think I'm an alcoholic. Cute. That just means you're a fun time. Mm-hmm. Everyone's everyone's so jealous of you. Uh, hi, Corinne and Christina. Plus, Mike, how's it going down there, big boy? Go ahead. Is that in the email? Yeah. Yeah, it's a winky face, I, I certainly too. didn't fucking say it. <laughs> yeah, that's not. I love it. Uh, go ahead. Roast me, ladies. I have been listening to your. Anytime someone's like, roast me. I'm so crazy. It's like, this is going to be the most boring email. I'll roast you for being boring. Um, I have been listening to your show for the past few years since my mother fucking best friend introduced me oh. to you ladies and I'm constantly listening to older episodes when I'm waiting for the next release. I appreciate everything you guys have done for me and others through this podcast. I absolutely love you guys and would love for you to come to the Midwest sometime soon. Um, but on to my email. I need help. I've been dating this guy, let's call him Seth, for a few months now. We've known each other since middle school. We are 23 now. We had no contact after that until we reconnected last year, and it's been going really well. We are still learning about each other, but overall, it has been really loving and nice. But, dot, dot, dot. Always a but. His parents think I'm an alcoholic. Let me start by saying I am not an alcoholic. That's what every alcoholic says. What an amazing... Before they go to AA and admit it. Last year, I got out of a four-year abusive relationship with help from you lovely ladies. So I guess you could say I was drinking more this past year than usual when my current boyfriend and I reconnected. When I say drinking more, I mean going out on the weekends like a normal 20-something-year-old. Yeah, it's like you're 23. You can literally get drink every day, and I'd be like, that's normal. Yeah, drink Um, while you can, while your body doesn't hate you for it. Yeah. Every time we would see each other, we would be at at bars downtown. So to be fair, I was drinking when I would see him, but I am in no way an alcoholic. Seth uh, never had any issues with my drinking. He still claims he doesn't, but he's made it clear his family thinks I have a problem. Wow, Seth's a pussy. Yeah, that's also a pussy way of he, him saying that he thinks you have a problem. Because yes. uh, otherwise, why would you care when you're 23 what your parents think? And oh, why you guys would... are so obsessed with what your parents think? It blows yeah. my mind. Free yourselves, guys. As someone who's been there. Free yourselves. It's better on this side, guys. It's embarrassing. It's better on this side. <laughs> Um, also, it's important to know that when we first reconnected, Seth would always drink with me. But since we started dating, he won't. Yeah, because he Weird. thinks you're an alcoholic. So he really does think you're an alcoholic. He just doesn't have the courage to tell that's you. That's so cowardly. Because you stu- because that's like, you know, um, that's like, I mean, I wouldn't even go to a bar if, someone, if I actually thought someone had a problem. But I mean, that's like the number one thing you do is you stop enabling them. Right. And also, too, Seth wouldn't relay what his parents are saying about your drinking unless he agreed yes, with it. Yes, of course. Uh, which is really confusing and fucking annoying, to be honest. Yeah. Seth has said that his family voiced concerns to him about my drinking. That's so weird, It's also dude. like, how have they You're been privy to this? Like okay, so you have I have met his parents twice, and I guess you were drunk both times. So that was that was on you, girl. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, that's a bad. Look. Yeah, you just don't. I mean, you 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 should just you know. Yes, you should be able to be yourself, but not really. Like you should. <laughs> like I'm a I am an, a more of an advocate for being myself than anyone I've ever met, and even I wouldn't get drunk in front of my boyfriend's parents. Not yeah, like, it's right. a dumb idea. Come not on, good. why are you yeah. making your life harder than it needs to be? Right. Um. I've met his parents twice, once before we were actually dating at his college graduation party this summer. I brought him a bottle of Crown Royale, nice. which, hey, I know doesn't look good, but everyone was drunk when I got there, including my boyfriend, so I felt it was fitting. Okay. Um, The second time was more in passing, and everyone was sober. 
except for you. Uh, he said that his parents have mentioned that I drink a lot and worry about it in a generational sense. Huh? Are your parents alcoholics? He's like, no, okay, in the so town. They, they must have alcoholism in their genes. Which I totally get, but I don't understand why they think this of me. He even went as far as to question me if I could stop drinking if I got Oh pregnant. my Jesus Christ, you put in that cart before the horse. What? What is going on here? This is such something, a Midwest this is email. About something else. It's such a Midwest well, email. Unless there's details that we're not getting. I mean, it's possible that that's the case, but I don't know. At 23, I was weird. I drank a good amount. Yeah, yeah we you all guys did. probably did too, right? Oh, yeah, hell yeah. I'm hungover yeah. right now. I did shots. <laughs> I did shots all the time. Right. Which really fucking hurt. I just started crying during this because uh, you're drunk. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> you threw one too many back. Depressant. Huh? Yeah. Uh, because, like, what does he even think of me? Yeah, I mean, this is a great question to ask yourself. Does he really think that low of me? I'm a college student and I'm working. He lives with his parents. I live in an apartment with my best friend. Like, I have my shit together. So, how does he still feel this way? <sighs> Something's up. There's a lot of problems in this email. Um, it just makes me question what has my boyfriend been telling his parents to make them think this? Right. He has picked me up from bars late at night on some weekend. You're not making a great case for yourself. <laughs> On some weekends, so that could play when into I was this. Too fucked up, right? Yeah, but honestly, it makes me really sad that they have these negative opinions of me without really knowing me. Right. It also makes me mad that he doesn't say anything when his parents say that. Yeah, it should. I've asked him if he speaks highly of me, and he says he does, but it just doesn't add up. Except for that one thing. Yeah, <laughs> I know he it speaks highly of you, but he also speaks lowly of you. Yeah, so. I know it doesn't completely matter what they think of me, but it will affect our relationship, and I don't want it to. We have talked about this together and he knows how this makes me feel but I don't know what to do my boyfriend has also brought up uh, that he wished I spent more time with his family okay 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 which I had no idea since he hasn't really invited me to do anything with them but knowing that they think I'm an alcoholic doesn't make me want to see them precisely I am so nervous about seeing them which I will have <laughs> to do drink? soon for his birthday <laughs> Ugh, and you're going to be drunk I um, mean no I don't think you she probably won't be because they're going to be so annoyingly what also, Observant. but also what 23 year old is having a family birthday party still, you fucking dork. These, you all are <laughs> dorks. What the hell is going on in your life? Cut the fucking cord. Um, it's insanity. Uh, this is why your life isn't going well. I plan to talk to my boyfriend more about how nervous I am to see them, but I would love any advice you guys have. I know Corinne hates meeting her partner's families. Yeah, because they, because they do shit like that. Exactly. I don't need this again but it but it's all like you seem like you really want a relationship for me it's like all the things that you have to do all this bullshit none of the, i've never met anyone in my entire time on this planet that's worth all this but if you have i'm happy for you but you get there's a there's a price of admission you know um well, I know uh, Corinne hates meeting her partner's families, which usually I have no issues with. But now I am so fucking nervous and want to make a better impression. But I'm mad and hurt uh, that mm. this is even okay. an issue when I'm not even an alcoholic, all caps. Um, any advice you three have would be much appreciated. Lots of love to you and your pups. I attached a photo of us in middle school and photos of us more recently. Sorry. Um, okay. I don't think they're there, though. Um, you need to take your own power back. You've, you've given your power to the, you've given your power to your boyfriend and you've given wait. You've given an ounce of power to your boyfriend's parents and they should not have any of your power. So this is an important reminder to take it back. You are in control. Whatever the fuck they think of you, to be quite honest, is their fucking problem. You know how you act. You know what alcohol, how much alcohol you consume. And now you're being forced to come face to face with, I don't know how much alcohol you drink. 
Do you drink too much? I don't know. You know that answer, but you're going to really have to be honest with yourself. And if the answer is no, then it's on them. So fuck what they think. And you you don't have to be rude. You could just be yourself. But like, just be like, I don't know what your fucking problem is. I totally like if I were 23 and in this spot, I'd probably be having the same anxieties as you. But now that I'm I'm not 23 and I'm in my 30s and I like you you realize oh you don't have to be I do understand like automatically indoctrinating yourself into this world where you have to earn your boyfriend's parents respect but I'm telling you that's not the reality so just just know that you need to like get that shake that agreement off okay that you that you you agree that your boyfriend's parents need to respect you if you respect yourself that's all that matters listen girl I gotta break this to you. You're dating a fucking nerd. He's 23. He lives with his parents and he has little chit chats about his sex and romantic life with them. He's a fucking nerd loser and you gotta let him go. This guy sucks. I have no respect for this guy and I've yeah, only read I don't one either. email. He's fucking pathetic. You're at 23 already doing so much better than him. What a surprise. Another man weighing you down. I mean, this is so embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for you, honestly. And it's like, I would also have to drink if I was dating such a fucking nerd. Okay? And you can play this for him. He's a fuck your dweeb. You're a fucking dweeb. <laughs> dweeb, I love that word. And I don't like you and I don't respect for you and I bet you're not even that good in bed. Um yeah, the 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 whole this is so when so, dorky. So, just imagine this. This My so parents dorky. think that you're an alcoholic. I don't. If someone fucking said that to me, if if someone if I'm dating somebody and they said my parents think you're like a cocaine addict. I don't I don't do cocaine. I fucking hate cocaine. But if they said that I'd be like I'd be so turned off by like, the delivery of that. The fact that you took that information in from your parents did not fight back and stand up for me. And then you're taking this to me. Well, I think Curran's right. I think he, he believes he, this. He, yeah, exactly. Why, it's like yeah. he's not fighting. Number one, he's, you know, obviously a pussy ass bitch. Um, and then <laughs> number two, yeah, he believes it and he doesn't have even worse. So he believes this thing about you. And, does, and listen, isn't man enough to like say it himself. Listen, I mean, I, I don't think thinking I don't I don't think thinking someone is an alcoholic is thinking lowly of them. No. It's, it's being concerned it be about truthful. them, um, you know, and also people are really weird with addiction. So it's like I don't know if he knows any actual alcoholics. I mean, listen, you know, an alcoholic when you meet one um, or when <laughs> You insert one inside yourself many times throughout your life. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You, but but I mean, like, so sometimes people think, you know, people who just like drink a little more than they drink are alcoholics. You know, lots of people like to say I uh, have accused me of being an alcoholic over the years. Like, uh, sorry that you're lame. Mm. Um, I mean, it's a. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, I think you you definitely stop and, like, take a look at how much you're drinking. Yeah. I think that's good to do at all times. I definitely sure. sometimes I'm like, oh, am I drinking too much? Is like, you know, that's normal questions you would ask. Is this affecting your life? Is it affecting your relationships? Is it affecting how you show up to your job? Blah, blah, blah. Um uh, I'm still hungover now. I didn't drink last night. That's just because I'm old. So the, the hangovers last like two three. Nights ago? Yeah. You drank on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, I drank, I drank on Wednesday. Um, so that's just an age thing. Holy shit! I I, I don't that's get drunk on like... Sunday nights because I have work. You know, but yeah. so this is this is an age issue. And also, I uh because of my fucking the way you metabolize my, my body. I had a little bit of this though too. Yeah, I'm like, like leaking from my fucking body right now. My, um, my medicine. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. My parents don't drink really at all me mine neither yeah. yeah and um i've 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 never had a problem with alcohol but when i was 21 when i was still one of the last years i was living at my parents place i remember going out at uh, like on the beach bars in new jersey oh and i would come lovely. home late 
from like Asbury Park or whatever. Yes. And I remember one night I came home so hammered that I puked like immediately. Yeah, yeah. And I was I had like my head in the toilet and I was like, bleh, bleh. and my mom woke up and I heard my mom from her bedroom yelling, why do you do this to yourself? <laughs> why? So Jersey. And it was so it's dramatic. Fun, yeah. But yeah. it's just they like, don't get it. Yeah, they don't drink. So to them, it's like anybody that has like, any sort of excess of alcohol at any moment right. is, 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 it, is at risk for being accused of being alcohol- yeah. alcoholic. And yeah. anything fun, you're going to have to pray a little, uh, pay a little price at one point. I yeah. remember yeah. I went to our mutual friend's um, beach house uh, summers of many, many summers ago. That beach house? What? The beach, oh, the beach house we've both been to? Yeah, that beach okay. house. <laughs> and uh, of course, her parents were there. Right. Um, and I we went out to a Jersey Shore club and nice. I got drunk and I came home and I like stumbled up the stairs because it was it was dark and I am drunk and I'm in a house I've never fucking been in. And before. there were a lot of stairs in that house. Yeah, and there was a lot of stairs oh, and also stairs and drinking. We have, yeah. I'm in heels and we're so, we're supposed oh, to be yeah. like quiet because your parents are home. And then you know it, it's a whole thing and I'm like I'm just like I'm like 30 years old right now and I'm like trying to creep in. So and I and I go I have, I just said to myself I go you're 30 years old and you have money you're never staying where someone's parents are again. Yeah. This is yeah, right, so right. fucking preposterous <laughs> that you yeah, even yeah. put yourself in this position. And the position was not that I got drunk. The position was that why am I staying with someone's parents? Right. This is embarrassing for I'm embarrassed for me right now. And from that day <laughs> forward, I never stayed with someone's parents besides my own family ever again. Because I go, what? I was like, I was like, there, I was like, this level of success, you should never be creeping around so that someone's fucking parents don't hear you. <laughs> this is psychotic. And I was like, it's psychotic that all of you don't see how lame you are being. I do. I you remember are that. being yeah. lame. I remember that weekend. And then my ex had the yeah. fucking cojones to say something to me about it. And I, and I go, you're broke. You do have to be yeah. quiet for her parents. I'm not broke. I have talent. You have no talent. Go back. Move back to the Midwest, you punk ass fucking bitch. And brush your teeth. Yeah. Brush your teeth, oh bitch. Oh, my God. Uh, is- I go, this ain't my problem anymore. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny, though, because I do think of that every time I'm not staying with someone's parents. Yeah. Anytime someone invites me to stay in their city and I go, I'm sorry I work too hard yeah. to stay with your parents. As you get older, I'd rather it really stay is in a, t- a tent <laughs> on the street. And I'm no disrespect to people who actually have to live there, but I sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, mean that. Mm-hmm. I would stay in one of those like hipster villages where they give cheese uh, it's out in cups that you know when they started that, like, in like or- Portland, yeah, Portland yeah. in Portland <laughs> you know and your parents have a mansion but you're not letting the man take you down right. I agree with you <laughs> I agree with you <laughs> this email is just like who the fuck is this guy? So this, your boyfriend thinks you're an alcoholic. You might be an alcoholic. We don't really know. That's yeah, we, yeah, we don't decide. know. We, we don't, don't really know. know. But it's important to ask yourself that. Yeah. And I mean, uh, and if you care what the parents think, I mean, number one, hot tips, stop bringing bottles of Crown Royale to family events. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't do that. I, I thought that was a great move, but you know, I think they're, well, I think his family's fucking lame. My mom wouldn't do, like yeah. that either. Those pe- people who don't drink oh, really? really don't like drinking that, culture. That's what I was going to say yeah. too. I, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's a bad look to bring somebody a bottle of liquor. Like I give yeah. people liquor for holidays and I get liquor for holidays. If family's yeah. there, you should probably bring wine. Well, okay. That's fair. Not, but also. Not like a crown royal. I think, <laughs> Patron John for everything. I mean, sick. But I do think the bigger issue is like the consumption, the the amount of consumption in front of the parents. Sure. But she didn't so, say she was drunk when she met them. 
The, she said they met them twice. Once the was first time she party. was. Everyone, but everyone was drunk. So no, who gives a shit? Well, because they don't care because everyone isn't their son's girlfriend. And, you know, oh, and obviously, these and who knows what this guy's people. telling them? And, that, that's part of the issue, too. Well, and also the fact that that he even at 23 said the pregnant thing. Would you be able to stop drinking if you got pregnant? It's Fuck a, that guy forever for saying that, to be honest. You're just living this like I, I think you're living a city life in the Midwest. Yeah. And you yeah, got yeah. ch- to decide who you are and who you want to be. If a, do you want to live a Midwest life and that's fine if you do but th- this guy in but Min- that's what this guy's fucking awful this this guy well this guy <laughs> this guy wants to live a very traditional Midwest life and it seems like you are more living a cosmopolitan life you're living in an apartment with a friend you're going out drinking you're working like that to me is like you're a city girl he's a country boy that's not gonna work out believe oh, me yeah. I've tried to make it work and so, when he said Seth said his family voiced concerns about my drinking and then and then asked uh, the pregnancy part the pregnancy part like would you be able to be would you be able to stop drinking if you were pregnant that is such a fucking rude insulting thing to say that is so to me that's no turning back they don't think of you as a no person they think of you as a vessel, vessel. to create your yes. the, the son their son's life into Bye. what they think it should be see ya that mom should probably um be arrested um <laughs> If we were mayor, All right. that mom should be arrested because being she's lame shit. not a feminist. Um, yes. and interesting take. You know, the dad. You know, he probably engages in free use or something. Mm. Um, so it's not good. It's not good. Yeah. Did, did for sure? Did they say? Is this? Are we definitely dealing with Midwestern people? Yeah. Here? They we said know for mid- sure. They said Midwest. The irony mm-hmm. of all of this is, I I've dated a few midwestern women and just or been around not even not even making about dating i've Mike, been around mike like silence but no, 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 when I'm, he's not at work they i mid midwestern people like people that grew up around chicago and stuff like that get fucking fucking hammered yeah like they oh, really? drink well, hard it depends on part of the midwest yeah yeah hmm. like i i have i have been around midwestern people where i'm just like dude I, like every person i've ever <laughs> met from ohio can barely ohio, stand right yeah <laughs> shit yes. that's not good you're yeah. right yeah Wow. That's why I I have crazy views about Ohio because they're based in facts. No, that makes them not crazy. Yeah. We share the same views. We've experienced some of the same drinking with the same person or people. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it is surprising. I mean, I guess not everybody in the Midwest is living like that, but I feel like the culture in places like Illinois and and Ohio and places like that. It's cold and you're bored. Yeah. There there, is a lot, like a heavier drinking culture. Well, it's cold and you're bored and you don't like yourself. Uh-oh. A lot of carbs or too. the people yeah. that you surround yourself with, like your family, Ugh. the person you married, you don't like them. Yeah, it's you're tough. gonna get tanked. Yeah, I just, but, I mean, you know, you could just get a divorce instead. Yeah, I, but you don't I, even I just, have to get a divorce. You can just leave this loser. So you're in luck. And have a drink. Yeah, <laughs> just, cheers, bitch. <laughs> you've outgrown him, and I and I think sometimes when people come out of an abusive relationship, the next uh, relationship uh, just feels good because in comparison, it's so much better. Right. But I think this one still sucks if we're being honest. Just because someone doesn't, just because someone doesn't hit you doesn't mean they're the right person for you. I don't like the way this guy talks to you. I don't Mm. like that his family is so involved in your um, life. And I don't like that he doesn't have the guts to have important conversations with you. Like what, where's the depth of this relationship? I mean, you're 23, so it's not going to be that. But there can be, but you can demand it. You can well, I mean, but I just like uh, having been through that. Like the love that a twenty-three year, year old experiences, even if you stay with that same person, would develop so much further over the course of time. The love that you experience when you're twenty-three is just not the same love that right. you're experiencing when you're in your thirties, forties, whatever. And I'm yeah. sure there's more love that I haven't experienced yet that I'll get to later Ooh, in my so. life. You know, I hope so. 
Thanks for writing us. Yes. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Come see us live. Yes. If you're listening to this on Luminary and you live in or near Winnipeg, Canada, motherfuckers, I'm going to be at Rumors Comedy Club February 9th, 10th, 11th, Vancouver, House of Comedy, March 16th through the 18th, Dallas, Texas, March 24th through the 26th, Boston, Massachusetts, April 14th and 15th, Edmonton, Canada, the comic strip, doing a lot of Canadian stuff, uh, April 20th, 20th through the 22nd, and Detroit, Michigan, I'm going to be at the House of Comedy, April 28th and 29th. Uh, I do have more dates, but the, I'll just give you the spring ones for now. And also, I have a Patreon that you can sign up for at patreon.com slash Christina Hutchinson. Five bucks a month gets you episodes of uh, my solo podcast, The Voices in Our Heads, as well as four times a month, group Zoom therapy in quotes because I'm not a licensed therapist. Uh, I'm doing it tonight at seven and I really fucking like it. And I'm pretty fucking good at it. And um, yeah, sign up five bucks a month. And this weekend, uh, again, for Luminary subscribers only, I will be uh, today, Friday, uh, February 10th. I'm in Austin, Texas at the Vulcan Gas Company for one show. And then the following night, which is Saturday, February 11th, Houston, Texas, I'm doing two shows, early show and a late show at Rockefeller's, which is like a rock venue. Following weekend, Toronto, Canada, February 17th and 18th. That's the Friday and Saturday. I'm doing two shows each night at comedy bar like the new one the bigger one i don't know someone from toronto told me to specify that um like the good one um <laughs> they did um because they gave me a look at first like you're playing comedy bar and then i was like oh the new one i was like okay yeah. um and then ireland i finally locked in this show so dublin ireland it's on a monday i don't know how you fucking guys do it there whatever you know you'll find they're just, good just make it a make it a three-day weekend this is the date that worked for for ireland and for me so it's monday 
April 3rd. Uh, it's at Whelan's and uh, I don't know the time yet, but just, you know, night of Monday, April 3rd, just know that you're going to be spending it with me. That's the only show I'm doing. I'm not adding anything. There's going to be nothing else. That's really a vacation for me, but I'm going to do a show and we'll have a good time. Monday, April 3rd, Whelan's Dublin. Uh, as soon as the tickets are up, all the tickets for Toronto and Texas obviously are up, but uh, when Ireland comes up, I'll announce it online, but it's CorinneFisher.com. And of course, give Give a listen to Without a Country. It is uh, the news, you know, lit on fire and thrown out into the universe uh, comedy style. It's very fun. Um, we released it on Wednesday this week. We might push it up a little forward so the news is more current since we record on Tuesdays. But give us a follow Without a Country podcast on YouTube um, or you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. Oh, did you what? have something to tell me? No. Well, <laughs> you just oh. sat and smiled at me. Oh. <laughs> it was a big smile, too. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, and? <laughs> no, no. I was just thinking about something that had to do with you. Um, I'm watching this. So there's this woman named Dolores Cannon. Uh-huh. And she does past life regressions. It's like her bread and butter. Hypnotherapy. And, you know, I'm into like the woo-woo stuff, specifically like alien psychedelics in the afterlife. But she does... She does. I've been watching a lot of her videos lately because I'm doing a show with this guy about those topics. And um, she has this video on YouTube called the the three waves of volunteers. Uh And the way it's it's a concept that's like kind of far out there for me. It's not far out there. But, you know, uh, but I was thinking of you when I was watching this because she said basically in World War Two, when that atomic bomb was developed and dropped, the powers that be on the other side however you want to think about it or if you don't think about it if you think it's horseshit i don't fucking care it doesn't matter but the 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 other side the spiritual world those in power were like oh fuck we need to set we need to call for people to volunteer souls to come to earth earth is very um uh notoriously a hard one of the hardest planets to incarnate on because mm-hmm. there's all these planets in the solar system obviously and there's human life on them uh We've not have proof of that, but like statistically you have to, you know, there is anyway. So she was talking about these three waves of volunteers and the first one, the first wave were the baby boomers. And then the second wave were people like somewhere like shortly after that. But she said the third wave of volunteers, basically souls that agreed to reincarnate on earth, but like don't like it here. Don't like the people think everyone's full of shit. Don't want kids, but serve as a an example of how to behave. And I think you're a third volunteer. Oh, uh-oh. She was describing them like, oh, shit, that's fucking current. I don't not like it here, but everything else was true. Just like the, pe- the people. Like the, yeah, I don't you like just, you. You so see. You meaning people, not right, you right, No, I know, I know. Uh, no, you um, as in humanity. Right, right. Everyone. Right. And you <laughs> see like. everybody else. Yeah, 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 just, yeah, yeah. You see humanity's bullshit, right? And I, I mean, I fucking do too. I, I, I would like kids though. But like she was describing like kind of the, the characteristics of the third wave of volunteers of people that are uh, souls that are like, they agree to come here and then they get here. and So she like, agrees oh, I'm just here to be tortured. <laughs> yeah, kind of, but for the betterment of people on Earth. You but know? I don't like them. That so makes I don't you care. happy, though, Corinne. Right? <laughs> the betterment. No, no, I do. I, I maybe you're philanthropic, but just not I for do people. want people. <laughs> no, I, I do want people to get better so they can stop bothering me. Yeah, 
you know. But that's that's like exactly the the characteristics of this third wave of volunteers that agreed to do a, a, an incarnation. That would Earth. be me saying yes to something and regretting it later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. <laughs> well, kind of she's describing. I'm like, oh my god, I got to tell Corinne about this. This is exactly her. That reminds me of this film I saw. Thank M. Night Shyam- Thank you. Uh, and oh, I saw the- M Night Shyamalan's new film, oh, and it kind of reminds me was it good? of that. It was disturbing. It took the, it took the wind out of me really? yesterday. The book is supposed to be very good. Yeah, I want to read the book. I think Tommy and I went to see Knock at the Cabin, and I you yeah. Know, well, uh, that preview looked fucked up. I never. I actually didn't even see the preview, which I don't know how I missed it because I, I exclusively see horror. But I guess they weren't running it during like a twenty four films and stuff, mm. which is most of what I watched last year. And uh, and so uh, Tommy just invited me, and I was like, yeah, let's definitely see it. But and I, but I did yeah I did I never read reviews for or like even like synopses of movies I just go in cold and I find I have a much much better chance of really enjoying the film if I go in with zero expectations just show me what you got to show me I don't I shouldn't have to read about it but if it's a well made film I shouldn't have to read about it beforehand right. like anytime I walk into something with a, an expectation I'm disappointed yes, so I just correct. go into it and um yeah I mean great I really enjoyed it I about halfway through I I guess exactly what was going to happen which was disappointing especially mm. for a director like M. Night Shyamalan yeah. where you actually think you're going to be surprised but I knew ex- I guess exactly what was going to happen um, saying it's play out was still interesting um, but yeah I mean and it also makes you think like what you would be willing to do for the rest of humanity I guess that's all I'll say like the sacrifices mm. you would be willing to make well, and well, so I, I think it really uh, ropes into that but it's definitely like very disturbing although I will give him credit I really like the way he handled the violence um, in the film uh, it wasn't like gratuitous yeah yeah I love that I and, fucking can't stand the violence well it's also interesting because he used this technique where he used instead of just using a, a close-ups he used extreme close-ups which to you to watch hmm. to watch characters um, engage in dialogue and extreme close-ups is very jarring. Huh. Um, it's just too close to their face because I normally when you're framing it, you know, if you're for, a, you know, even if it's like a, a, this was like an extreme, extreme close-up. So he was like, normally if you're having an intimate conversation, you'd frame someone like this, like a little you'd bit of headroom. You'd see the top of their head. You'd be able to see them. Yeah. He was framing people like this. Ugh. So oh, wide angle lens too. And it was so, well, you'll, you would see it's like he was changing. He was even like, um, like kind of panning and changing right. uh, shots like while you're on. It was very, it was just very interesting. Cool. And I think it's definitely to make you feel, you know, unsafe or like anything can happen or like something crazy is about to happen. Mm. Like I understood it. It was at a point making me actually seasick. Um, <laughs> but again, I was, oh, that was, you know, that was day one of the hangover. So right, that's true. <laughs> right. And who a, knows how long it's going to last? And how, who knows how long <laughs> it's going to last, you know? Um, but that was the fascinating film. And I also watched the Pamela, Pamela Anderson documentary, mm. which I do recommend um, to anyone, uh, especially who's listening to this podcast, because there's a lot of feminist themes. Ooh, I gotta watch that. Where which uh, streaming? That is. We just got in it today. It's Netflix. It's Netflix. Yeah, it's Netflix. It's yeah. So it's Pamela, a love story, and she's like a really good person. She's too good of a person. It's like it's like she's good and like hot and a and like sexy. Like as her aura is sexy. But you also and you also get to like. Her being a sex symbol also, after you watch this film, holds a lot more like value and empowerment mm. that I think people would know. 
Um, so nice. that's really interesting. And then obviously she's just like a loveaholic and she's very open about it. I mean, this woman's been married like seven times. I mean, her oh, kids, seriously? Her kids are making fun of her in the dock. <laughs> her her, her uh, sons are both hot as shit, too. Ooh, hey. I was like, or Tommy just, Lee kids? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the only kids. I mean, those two people are very attractive. She has two sons. I mean, they're not as hot as them. Um, oh. But I was just like, it's very like, you know, if I want to start dating 20 somethings again, I'm like, the younger one I think is too young, but, you know, call me up. Yeah. Um, and they seem also like the older one, especially, is like very protective of his mom. Oh, that's nice. In a weird way, though, like almost like interview him. Almost like he. And he not because of him, but because she loves love so much, you know, sometimes when you get really close with a son, it almost will be like a pseudo husband. So that was my only commentary that I was like, that relationship is a little weird. And not that, like, I, of course, I don't think that, you know, it's anything sexual. I just think it's like she is so used to having a man in her life that now that she has this son who is, you know, an adult and who cares for her deeply and like protects mm. her and has been through all this stuff with her. Um, it, it almost feels like it's a little bit of an unfair uh, position for him to be in. Uh, even right, though I think right, right. she's a, I'm sure she's like a wonderful mother. It's yeah. just like, it's just more like something like, oh, maybe if you watch this back, like, you know, be, be conscientious that like your son needs to live his own life, I guess. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah. And, uh, and then, oh, and then of course you, you understand the Tommy, uh, Pam, like sex tape scandal and really how, how that really like fucked up and basically like ended her career as we knew it. She was at the top of her game and like now sex tapes are very different, like the way that it positively affected, you know, Kim Kardashian, Mm -hmm. but it really like, and it really on a, like a soul level really hurt Pam in a way that it did not hurt Tommy. And they explained that because of course it went, it went along with who Tommy Lee is. He's a rock star. It's cool. And, um, you know, that was, that was a sex that was stolen from their home during um, renovations. Oh, um, that is so fucked. Yeah. What and, a violation. And they still don't know exactly who it is. Uh, one of the owners, I guess it was the owner of Penthouse, had offered to buy it for them for $5 million. They said and no. Not, and not distribute it. Well, he's not the right? one who stole it, but it had gotten to them and he was like, we're going to release it during a deal. But the thing is, there's it, already copies. It's I mean, like it's the out, wild, yeah. wild. Well, but the thing is, everyone, it was the internet was so new that some, mm. a major company would have had to release yeah, it. Yeah, it didn't. The, so the, it's like, it's like, yes there was copies everywhere but it wasn't the internet today like where right. anyone could upload it right it was that was like the first time the you know someone broke the internet in that way so it really set a precedent Jeez. and they did end up taking them to court but um pam had just had a child and she was just like this is this is you know the way they're treating me in this courtroom Ugh. it's really like killing me and she's like it's just not worth it and i also don't even see how i'm going to be able to win this because they would have had to set the legal standard in court themselves and you know that would take forever to do and she's like Jesus. I just she's like it's just not worth it at this point but it like you can tell like you know decades later she's still absolutely devastated by it oh. and it's really heartbreaking oh. to watch mm-hmm. um you know it's you know and you know she herself is a survivor so I feel like you know it just felt like getting assaulted all over again yeah oh um, she's a survivor of sexual assault oh. um oh she's a cancer Ugh. she's 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 survived multiple sexual assaults um oh my god and uh and then also it, it reminds me a lot of those uh, slides that we were reading maybe last week or two weeks ago about the man child because Tommy Lee like so first of all he gets arrested because he physically assaults her when she's holding their child like their their baby so and good for her she fucking calls the cops he gets arrested he goes to prison uh, or jail whatever and uh, 
that you know and then she just decides like that's it the one strike you're out and i was like good yeah for when it gets physical you one strike you're out they you know get get a divorce or whatever wow and oh that's so devastating then tommy does all these interviews and in one of them He's like, he admits that he did something bad, but he also then tries to justify it in this most childlike way where he's like, I was just so used to having all of Pam's attention. And then like we had a kid and it wasn't like, and it's like Tom, he actually said this. He's like, Tommy needs some love too. And I was like, Whoa, I had such oh, PTSD. gross. My vagina just dried he's up. A, he's a rock star. Obviously that's like, but she's famous too. Mindset. And she was actually, I would argue more famous not, at that time. Yeah. And I had so, and I, it gave me such PTSD from my last relationship and I was just like this is like just like get Ew. a fucking hold of yourselves Gross. guys learn how to love yourselves otherwise your yeah. whole life is going to be a goddamn misery and also the relationships that you engage in are not going to be as enjoyable yeah because you're going to depend on this person to give you self-confidence that's terrible it was just like one of the most pathetic things I've ever watched wow. and I and I do like Tommy Lee and I, and I very much like Pamela Anderson but I was like wow Tommy really lost me in that damn because it's like every, it's like he boiled out like everything I hate about so many men into like a sentence into like why isn't Tommy getting love oh what is it enough for you you fucking self-indulgent psychopath damn yeah I'll have to watch that yeah Pam's a cool uh, she's a cool chick though definitely a loveaholic but she has such a good sense of humor about herself that you're like yeah whatever that's good it's your life do whatever the fuck you want to do love is great I love love um dude (laughs) No, the only thing I wanted to say, are you, did you have anything more to say about that? (laughs) So I moved, I moved and I've never lived in a building like this, but I, I moved to a a neighborhood that I love, Long Island City, I don't give a shit. Um, and, uh, the building that I'm in is situated so that you could see, I can see into my neighbor's apartment bedroom. Like, so So they're in the same building or they're in the same building. Oh, Oh, cross. Because your girl got binoculars. Wait, you can see people in your building? My building. My neighbors. I can see people because we're we're neighbors now, basically. I can see across the street from Oh, I can see yeah. I I can see see, I've seen so many naked people. Oh, I have binoculars and I there's a couple that cooks naked. Yeah. I love watching them. Yeah. I am a and I don't get off on this. I just think I think my my theater teacher college had a strong impression on me because my theater my first theater professor gave us an assignment to like follow like kind of basically follow people like pick a person follow them but pretend when you you, when you watch them interact pretend they're on a stage Uh uh-huh and and it totally transforms the theater of life for you like it it changed the way i think about everything that exercise and so i got binoculars when i moved to my old apartment in greenpoint but there's no buildings close enough for me to to spy on anybody right so i was like fuck but here along the city they are on top of each other yeah and i love it it is incredible. It's one of the things I love about New York City is just a shitload of people stacked on top of each other in these little boxes, and they're all doing completely different things. Like, it's so cool. And you can see um, into every single one of those apartments on geez, that street. Yes. Every and I, single and I take one my binoculars. So no one has just, curtains? They just don't. They do, they yeah. do but they right. don't. Well, they I don't know if it was like those like floor-to-ceiling glass windows where you just like, you really can't hang curtains on them because um, it ruins so the I look. Have, I have floor-to-ceiling glass. So I have a corner of my living room like kind of juts out from the building and it's all floor-to-ceiling glass. It's really cool. I have this really, so I have this crazy view where my couch is. I can see down 42nd Street perfectly. Oh, like, interesting. Per, it's weird. I've never, I've never experienced 
I've never experienced a view of a major New York City street like this. And I could see all the way to the Hudson to New Jersey. Uh-huh. During the day, you see New Jersey. But that night, the Times Square lights are so bright. And I don't have, well, I just got cable today. So I so I haven't been watching TV. I'm just like sitting in the living room at night. And I'm just staring. And I was, so I was staring in my underwear, smoked a little weed. And I was staring on my couch, just staring down 42nd Street. I'm like, this is this is phenomenal. This is beautiful. And I like had a bra on, whatever. But like, I, I looked sexy, but I wasn't trying to. I was just alone in my apartment. And then all of a sudden I look up and the area, like I'm looking to my right is 42nd Street. And then to the left is the up, the apartment upstairs. And this guy was staring at me. Oh. And at first I was like, ah! but then I was like, he's kind of hot. And I was like, wait, shit, do I like this? What's happening? And then ever since then, I just like kind of walk around my apartment with my tits out. And if you see me, you see me. It's kind of hot. It's my new it's my new fun activity. I had the same sort of thought. It's free. Doesn't cost any money. Yep. When you I, just walk around naked with the lights on. If you want to look, you will look. When I moved into my place, uh, I oh, had God. the same thing where I was realizing that like the windows were open and people could see, see it? across. And like... I you don't, don't even know. need binoculars. At, really. at first, I was like weird, felt a little weird about it because I I walk around my apartment naked all the time, and I also just like will like jerk off in my living room oh, or whatever. Good. <laughs> good to know before we go to your Super <laughs> Bowl party. Jerk off in your living room. What? What? You Better guys have you? specifications on where you jerk off in your apartment? I'm gonna have to bring a fucking beach towel to sit. You know on. what? You just inspired me to masturbate in my living room. Do you guys not do that? I don't. I just go to my bed. Um, I don't. I mean, I've. I don't know if I masturbate on my couch. I've had sex on my couch for yeah, sure. Yeah, I've sex everywhere. It's funny because I've actually never had sex on my couch, but I have masturbated on it. It's more like my dog would try to lick my crotch probably if I was doing it on my couch. Mm -hmm. Okay, well yeah, that's a different story. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be careful with animals. But I did think I was like I was like, do I have to be aware of this? Like, do I have to not do this? Because I mean, people don't have to look. Yeah, right. But it is, it's weird anybody. when you can when you can just see it's like it's when wild. all of the windows are open and you can see like. 15 people's apartments you can see hundreds. really can, weird from my Oof. living room you can see hundreds of apartments and <laughs> yeah. you don't even need binoculars to see what they're no, doing no you see right across it's fucking fascinating yeah. though yep. it's I, I i've never lived like that i've never lived in a building like that like but that's all i always equated new york to like that type of living right and i've never had that until now but i'm like this is fascinating oh it's fascinating yeah like and then, that, but if yeah. you go back into my living room, you could, you don't, there's a way to sit on the couch where you don't see anybody's apartments. Sure. You kind of have to go up to the window, which I like. Um, yeah, you don't want yeah. to just be like, the you fact that I could see my neighbor's snooping. bedroom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see my neighbor's bedroom. That's wild. That's, That's crazy. Wild. I can't see anybody in my building, but I can see people like across the way who I'll never meet. But I can see the like, guy upstairs, his computer screen. Yeah. That's you can crazy. read what he's typing. Yes. Oh, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some um big windows like that on my street that I can look up and like they just, you just see people typing in the window, and I'm just like, why don't you? I mean, well, no, they, eh. don't, they don't have curtains, and I but I just like I'm just like there's any, a million other places. I guess they like looking out the window and they're not doing anything weird, so it's fine. But yeah, I don't know where they are, and you want they want you to see it. No, they're just typing. Some, they're doing boring stuff. Oh, okay, because there's some people in the building across from me that I'm like, I think you want people yeah. to see. This. Oh, I'm sure yeah, that's yeah. like a popular thing here for it it's very voyeuristic very, very voyeuristic yeah. but i'm like a voyeur of humanity you know mm-hmm. what i mean sure seeing titties and dick is a bonus we but if it. i don't see them i'm still fascinated yeah you know totally <laughs> i just though i love the way people like decorate like looking into a stranger's apartment is uh, it's like my crack i love it it's so fascinating hmm 
Yeah, I like it. the way I like the way people decorate sometimes. Yeah, but then yeah. sometimes I'm like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> like I just, <laughs> this isn't good at all. This is not good. So I'm gonna sit on the floor for your Super Bowl party, Mike. Yeah, I've not, this. When you jerk off, you jerk off into a towel everywhere in his yeah. apartment. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. I don't like rub it on the couch. Well, I don't know. You just, just, just what color is your couch? Air? Blue. Mm. We would see that if there yeah, was. A, we, we would see, see the cum. The crust. You're fine. There's. A, I'm not. I'm a. I'm a. I'm an adult. I would never. Uh, yeah, and adults that. never come on anything that shouldn't be. <clears throat> Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, it's not like I. I don't know. I, I don't know how we got on. Oh, I know how we got onto this, yeah. but because I brought it up. <laughs> yeah, you volunteered. You volunteered. Don't make me sing. You okay. wanted to tell us. Um, uh, all right, guys. Our guest this week. We had a great conversation. Speaking of fucking. Speaking of being horny. Speaking of boners. Jizzing. Um, our guest this week. He is a star on TikTok, and he's also a great stand-up comedian. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a very warm welcome to Che Jarena. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. You got me back, yeah. 
when you guys started, you like, did you guys literally bring on people that you had fucked before? Yeah, yeah. we still yeah. will from time to time. It's yeah. just like we've kind of either had everyone on, and then also, I mean, you know, you I just fuck more people, people, people in your twenties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're running out of. <laughs> and honestly, like the more like known you become, like you can't really live like that. I mean, yeah. women can't. Women, yeah, <laughs> dudes, yeah, yeah. I was like, you can, I guess. And then also, but it's also like you know, being a female comedian, and we talk about this a lot. It's just like. um it makes you less attractive really? to, to men, not to other male comedians. Male comedians love it. But yeah, we it's like a big problem. Like being a successful female comedian is intimidating to regular oh, dudes. Yeah. We, we don't have people coming up to us after shows. Being like, hey, can I fuck you? And I guess yeah. if they it's were. It's happened a couple of times. Not the highest caliber guy. Though. Wait, yeah. it's not. Well, it's not even. Co- it's just like, you know, more like simp energy, which is fun from time to time. What's that again? Just a guy who you can absolutely like own. Ooh, like a cop. It's like. Uh, kind of, well, kind of. Uh, simp to me is a very, I don't know. Simple must say reminds me of like whipped. Y- like oh. you, they're wrapped around like your a, finger. Yes, which is like can be super hot. A little, especially when you're like very masculine and energy like me. But then at a certain point, you're like, okay, but like, what if like someone attacks me and I need help? <laughs> yeah, the, the, my boyfriend is wrapped around my finger. Isn't gonna do shit. Like, I don't. So that is stuff you guys consciously think about. Like, getting attacked? Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, we do like every day, but casually, you know? It's like, but oh, like, hope I don't get raped. No, but like that if a guy can protect you if you do get attacked. I would the- like to know that if it, at least it'll be like a tag team fight. Yeah, like, yeah. I, that at least I don't you're not to, in it alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at least it's not just me being like, stay back, baby. I got this. Yeah. You you're know? not like, you're not the powerhouse. You're not the one who's like laying it down. Yeah. Cause yeah. a lot of times I'm just thinking, I'm like, what did I do in the pizza hut on at mortal Kombat? And then trying to remember oh, right. those moves. Yeah, Cause yeah. that's all I really got. <laughs> right. Right. Have you ever had to fend, uh, like protect a lady? No, I don't think so. Damn, boring. Um, yeah, sorry. I got no juice on that. No, no, no. <laughs> I know there was one time there was like a confrontation in the streets and my girlfriend kind of really got in between. It was like, please don't, please don't, please don't. You said and please don't or no, she, she said that? No, she said please don't. It would be don't. hilarious uh, if you said please no, don't. No, please though. don't. Yeah. <laughs> please don't. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but me and this guy were getting a confrontation. And then there was other people in the, sh- in the street who kind of got involved and mm-hmm. it just dissipated with us being like, fuck you. Um, but never turned into anything. Yeah. Oh, like, that's yeah. good. I sometimes start shit if I'm, or if someone rubs me the wrong way outside, like in the outside world, I'm like, oh, motherfucker, let's go. I'm yeah, not yeah. letting this slide. And yeah. then if I'm with a guy, he's like, oh, Christina, can you Now not? I gotta get in a fight. Now I gotta fucking get in a fight. I'm like, you don't have to get into a fight. That's but your you choice. you have to get in a fight. You don't have to. No one is legally obligated to get in a yeah, fight. Yeah, but if you're... If you don't, I'll think something about it, but If see, your there lady you is like instigating a fight... I know, it's very hypocritical. Fight. You can't like be like, oh, well, I don't know. You started it. I don't know. You have, <laughs> you have to be like, I got, okay, I got your back. We're, if you're in a fight, we're in a fight. Right. And, well, my, my temper is so bad, though, that I think in my head that I could scare people away on my own. Uh, I do think that. I do like seeing those fights when it's a, a couple. It's always at like a, a baseball game or hockey game or some shit. And it's a guy and a girl and they're fighting a guy and a girl. And the <laughs> one side is beating the other side's ass. I'm like, that's sick. I would love to do that. That's- with the true chick. romance. Yeah. That yeah. is yeah, tag yeah. team it. And you're just beating the shit out of another couple and they 
have to go home and they both got their asses kicked? <laughs> You're like, we did it, baby. You'd have the hottest sex afterwards. Oh, like, yeah. We are Mortal Kombat in human form. Yeah, getting in a fight like with your part, uh, where your partner's on your side, not getting in a fight with yeah. your partner is very so, romantic. It's so fun. I once uh, bullied a locksmith with my ex-boyfriend. Wow. And it was, I mean, what foreplay. <laughs> what uh, what he did? Like what? He charged me $800. That's what he oh did. Oh, my God. For what? That because you're, uh, you're locked out? We lo- yeah, but there was like actually something wrong with the lock and he had to drill through it and then it was $800 and it was like the middle of the night and I was like, what are you going to do? Yeah, like, yeah. Right. It's like, I can't, you know. Did yeah. you bully him down on price? No, he couldn't do we do that. But then he was trying to say like the money didn't go through on Zell and that we needed to send another white because he like, oh, wow, he wouldn't accept a credit card. And was your boyfriend at the time like the fuck you will? No, well, I mean, I, I, I was paying for it because it was oh. I fucked up the lock. Um, but it was actually like a problem with the lock. And then he like spoke Israeli, and then like my boyfriend spoke Israeli. So Ooh, then we're hot. getting in fights in in multiple languages. In Hebrew, yeah, I'm like it's Hebrew, not Israeli. What am I talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's not a language. That's okay. Anyway, moving on. You got that went over my head. I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> I have corrected you because I'm like, yeah, Israeli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, oh, Chaderena, we're here mm. with with. Comedian Che Dorena. Uh, um, wait, Che, right? No, Che. Oh, it is Che. Yeah, it is Che. Fucking Ryan still? But you're. <laughs> yeah, no. But okay, so he still confirmed it incorrectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in the text. He, he says it all the He goes, it's a thousand He's percent. editing. Che. No. But then he said people call him Che and he just went along he with might, it. And I he go, might oh, have my just God. been fucking with you. Because I've even had No, a t- he wouldn't. I don't think he would do that privately because I actually asked him moments ago. I don't think he would, he would set me up for failure on purpose. I mean, he might. That's kind of funny. That's a very funny thing to do to someone. That's mm. not your vibe, though, with him, right? I don't think that it, it's his vibe with he, other people. Because yeah. he, he, he knows he. I would make him pay for it in a way that wouldn't be worth his time for the little joke that he would get out of it. <laughs> he knows I'm brutally vindictive he, and yeah. I will hunt him down. He's to the a little end scared of, of me and I'm proud of that. That's good. Yeah, yeah. that's a good uh, stance to have. Yeah. <laughs> Is anyone scared of you? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I'm a very frightening guy. No, you're not. You're very, very friendly. Yeah, very yeah, approachable. Yeah. Very like, hey, I, I want to. If my my car's out, I want to ask that guy if he's got uh, the spark plugs. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty low key. I'm not looking for confrontation a lot. Is that yeah. so? Wait, is that being like? Were you born and raised in Canada? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh. So that yeah. that is you. You guys all came like a bunch of Toronto comics came to New York, and you guys do all have a very chill vibe. Yeah, I mean, it's I, pretty nice. I think uh, there's like just less threats in Canada. But like, <laughs> just yes. to your to living as a human in Canada, yeah. your government actually cares about you and gives you like healthcare and doesn't charge you up the ass for like the things that are inhumane. That's a huge thing. Like I, I'm that's in the back of my head constantly now. I'm like, if I get hurt. Like it's going to cost me a lot of money. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's something you don't worry about in Canada. And I think you guys have all these underlying stressors. Like so I might many. get shot. And then if I get shot, I got to go to a hospital. I can't afford the hospital. And then hey, the prisoner shoots me might be a police officer. Mm-hmm. And like, there's all these it's a things. lot of obstacle courses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're going to become a rough, like erratic sort of raccoony person. Um, and as a Canadian, we're just kind of like hanging out. Yeah. Why mad, eh? Yeah. Just chill out, eh? Just hang out. It's like it's cold outside. Let's stay inside for a bit. And like, that's it. That's yeah. really nice. It is. I love it's, it. It's a wonder what uh, a government actually caring for its citizens can do to a populace. Yeah. You know, yeah. you really do sense it. Like when you go overseas and you're like, why is everyone chill here? Why is no one angrily honking the horn? It's like, oh, because, you know, they don't have to worry about like how, where am I going to put my elderly mother when her dementia really gets her? Yeah, you know, yeah, like absolutely. it's just everything. You're and not, yet no. you're still here. And we're still here. Why? <laughs> That's what I always like to tell Canadians that we all talk, we all, Americans love to sit around and talk about how great Canada is. And I go, and yet you're, you, you don't are. live there, huh? 
So you move to the better country. We want that money, baby. The fame and the money, you know? Right. Sex, money, drugs. Mm-hmm. So wait, are there, are there, can you name like a famous person who's only famous in Canada? Um, That's yeah, a great question. A famous person who's only famous that in Americans Canada. Americans don't know. Oh, fuck. Because I feel like once you, if you make it to the top of Canada, you probably, you guys know Jerry D? No. no. Jerry D's big in Canada, okay? Jerry okay. D has like a TV show and stuff there. Is he French though? Uh, no, no, he's okay, not French. Okay, good. Is, it like, that is it like count. Canada's like Graham Norton? Do you know uh, who that is? No, I don't know who Graham okay, Norton Okay, so is. he's like a British talk show host and it's like the most fun talk show that every like celebrity aspires to be on. He was, uh, he was like a, uh, um, a sports we have sports net in Canada I okay think. and he was on there and he was kind of like this he plays sort of this like dopey kind of character on there and then he has a TV show show called Jerry D or Mr. D where he is um a, a I think of a gym teacher or something like that even okay. the fact yeah. that so is it D like the initial or like D-E-E D the initial okay so even the fact that your biggest celebrity is a guy named Jerry D, D. Yeah. yeah it's like lame <laughs> yeah it feels very like Walmart no because everyone leaves if you can make it you take off <laughs> no offense to Jerry D he can buy and sell me I'm sure <laughs> I mean he's big in a country that's great that's amazing yeah yeah, yeah. okay There's just not a lot of market there yeah right are Canadians sexually charged Sexu- I, what do you mean you know, like how I was saying, like the populace of a of a of a like a country's population. Like, are they horny? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, it depends on where I've you been go. I've to sex clubs in Canada and Toronto. Oh, so where'd you a, go? Oasis. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Super fun. It's Four very, floors. Yeah, yeah. Two hot tubs. Yeah. And you're naked the whole time. Yeah, it's like you walk around being nude. I, there was a girl I was dating. We would go frequently, and it was great because she was like this the little pools. redhead with like big, big tits. Uh, <laughs> and um, so it's like, great. love my life. The two of us there were a hot commodity. Oh but yeah. 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 So, Did you get followed around? We would get followed around. Yeah, that happened to me in Atlantic City, and I was like, you, nope, mm-mm, no, dude, just in the city or in a, cl- in a. <laughs> oh no, because I was like, I've been followed around on foot in Atlantic City. I don't know that I loved it. In a, sorry, you're right. Great. Good clarification. Yeah. I go, a sex club oh, in Atlantic City. Because I was like, I mean, you know, not to be rude, but anyone with all their teeth is like the queen of Atlantic City. Yeah. <laughs> well, all their teeth and double Ds. Yeah. 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 I was the queen of the Atlantic City uh, sex club. Yeah. But well, so you were a hot couple. We were a hot couple walking around there. And there's this one time we were, it's because there's, yeah, there's several floors. And the mm. like the main floor is like the hot tub and pool and stuff. Okay. And then the middle floor is like the dungeon and. And the um, oh, there's the like a ballroom. Yeah, the sex, a sex swing. swing. Dude, one time dude. I saw this dude. Bro. He was on like that cross thing. Where yes, you're, you're, like, the Ooh. crucifixion, yeah, the baby. The crucifixion cross. Ugh. That's cool. And uh, mm. there was a group of people watching him and some girl was jerking him off. Oh, and yes. then when he came, everyone clapped. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. What a sense of community. Oh my God, Canada is so supportive. So good. Um, but we were, we're upstairs. We're on like the top floor. We're fucking and on the top floor. Only couples or single women can go. So you kind of fuck a little bit more privately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we go down. We're fucking in, in the dungeon or the ballroom. And this guy, his name, he said his name was King. Uh, and mm-hmm. He comes. He starts watching. He's like, can I watch? And we're like, yeah. And then he said, I think he said, can I slap her ass? And I was like, you got to ask her. And she was like, no. Nah. And then. <laughs> Um, and then we kept fucking and then she's kind of like, I want to go somewhere else. And then we went somewhere else. And then like King was kind of like floating oh, around no. again. And then we're like, fuck it. We're going to go clinger. upstairs. So yeah. we go upstairs and then, uh, we're fucking upstairs for a while. And then we go back downstairs to go into the hot tub while we're walking downstairs. We pass the change room. King's in there. I remember like looking at us, like making eye contact and being like, fuck. <laughs> we get in the hot tub. And then like two minutes later, King shows up in the hot tub. Damn. And by this point. 
the girl I was with was pretty drunk and she was like, oh, King, surprise, surprise. <laughs> we meet again. Your, your yeah. He majesty. deserved that. Oh, he deserved yeah. that. 100%. And he still like hung out for a minute. So yeah. so single men were allowed to go to that sex club because mm. that's a rule in America that you don't get. If you're a guy, you have to be with a woman unless it's like LGBT, like a gay sex club or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so single men could go and the ratio there was horrible like i would never Ooh. recommend going there as just a single guy because yeah. your chances of you picking up are super low but going with a girl was a great time yeah yeah, yeah i went there with a girl with a with my boyfriend and another gal mm. oh it's great yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i've never been place. alone to i mean I, that's like if you're a single woman you go alone that's that to me is that's brave yeah, that's yeah. i would do it brave i would do it with a mask on i like, would uh, not not a covid mask but like a hot like lacy thing because i don't want anybody to recognize me it's yeah, and i have to straighten my hair it is a very like they go out of their way to make it a very safe environment it's very sex positive yeah. like yeah. they tell you all the rules before yeah they tell you things like if um if you want to watch someone you have to ask like i was gonna say it's nice that king at least asked if he could watch yes like there was all those things there was one time we were all we me and this girl were fucking in this room and then a couple came in they're like hey can we watch and they come in they're watching and then they started like messing around and then another couple came in another couple came in there's four couples or all fucking in this room no one swapped but it was just hot to be That's in there like so that hot. yeah Damn. Yeah, and then anytime I've been, I had to, I had to check my alcohol. But did did you have to check your alcohol? What do you mean check? Like, like we had, it was BYOB, and you have to check it, and, and it, basically you have to bring, you have to pay for your own alcohol, you have mm. to bring it, and then you have to tip the bartender to get to it back for it. you for oh. like you know like sip by sip. No, they they have a bar there, oh. so like you See, just that go sounds much drinks. better. I would like to, yeah. you know, it's like I, I I have to lug my own you know six pack to mm. the sex club. <laughs> Because cool. you want it to be like a like a whole experience. Yeah, yeah I wanted yeah. I wanted it to be a little higher caliber. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like eyes wide shut. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But I mean I'm sure I just have to get to like another level in my career to find yeah, a better I mean, place. Same, yeah, same, yeah. same, 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 same. Have you gone to a sex club in New York? No, I haven't. Okay, I'm there's sure some there's good some, ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We interviewed uh, this one guy uh who owns NSFW that I really love. They had a couple locations. I went to the first one and whew, it was like a basement dungeon. It was amazing. You could <laughs> oh, smoke it was weed good. there. It was amazing. It was incredible. There was a doctor there was always like play, you know when you're like in <laughs> this is a terrible comparison but like when you're like a kid in preschool and you they're they're you know mm, your preschool yeah. teacher's like no it's not a sexy story <laughs> they're like oh you know you could play doctor here's this box of band-aids and you're a child and you're like wait i can like put these band-aids all over myself like i this sounds like a freedom yeah and there's like this create while your creativity is being you know encouraged so in the original iteration of nsfw there was like a prison room that was like a legit jail cell. And then there was a doctor's room. Yeah. So they had like pl- pretend where like porn sets kind of. That was really cool. But I, their new places just let I it should check that out because I do want to go to an orgy like soonish. Like I'm 30 <laughs> and I feel like my orgy <laughs> time get to like, it. Yeah, Hurry up, man. Orgy time's running out. No, like, I don't think it's running out. Well, I think you're like, a man. You're a good looking guy. It's not going to run out until you're like you. 60. Um, yeah. You're but, de- but you like, I don't know. You want, There's like a prime time for orgying. And then I just, I just want to <laughs> get in there when it's hot. And you feel yeah. like 30 right. is the prime time. I think if I get to like 35, I'm like, it's it's got it's got to be on the list at least. We're busy people. Like if I don't. Yeah. Yeah, put right. it on the list it'll i'll be 35 and i'll be like oh shit like where is my life gone yeah <laughs> oh, i'm elderly i'm a geriatric i'm 35 Fuck. okay wait so 30 is still pretty young can i ask you do you feel like your dick is not working as well as it used to i know this is not like a we won't clip this part up yeah. <laughs> um 
This is just <laughs> our own personal We're research. We're both older than you, also, yeah. and um, so is Mike. We're all older than you. I, it de- like I go through different phases because like I definitely have used Viagra and stuff. Oh, you de- do already. Oh, yeah. oh. I feel I, like people are just like using that, oh. and it's like not even there's no stigma. It's just like we're just we're all just Good, doing it. Yeah. Now. No, yeah, I've I started using it like like I don't know six years ago, seven years ago. Like in my twenties, I started using it because it's like drugs and alcohol and all those things affect. Yeah. So it's oh. more like a like oh if I'm getting fucked a up safety. Yeah, I, you you still have the ability to wheel. You bring a girl home, and then it's like it's you're, like a neck brace around your dick. Exactly. Yeah. You're like I need something. I need <laughs> to a, hold it up. Something to keep him going because I put so much toxins in my body. He doesn't want to work. Do you still um, enjoy the sex as much on Viagra? Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, good. Like it's still the sex is still fucking awesome. Um, hmm. but uh, I stopped watching porn. Oh, uh, that helps. I think. Um, fuck. I think it was like mid-December. So it's been like a month or so that I haven't watched porn. And that's like a huge change. I'm bad with porn. I watch like way too much porn. When so I'm you, like, you, there's a marked difference in your penis function. Oh, 100%. Like, you hear that, fellas? We you knew hear it. that, fellas? Dude. We knew it, but I just want you to hear yeah. from a man. Because then you'll believe it more. I dated a girl before and she said that she could tell the difference when I stopped watching porn when I was watching porn. And yeah. I was like, how? She was like, I can just tell. And I don't know. if maybe well, my, Wait, I want to know how. I like, don't know. Maybe my dick wasn't as hard. Maybe uh, I just was less huh. into it. But I definitely, there's a huge difference when I stopped watching porn. Wow. And um, what do you think it is? It's just you're less uh, desensitized. Like, right, okay. Like you're, when you're watching porn, you're not only desensitized because like the way I watch watch porn is I have like I don't know how many tabs let's say anywhere from oh. 10 to 30 tabs open Damn, like Jay. I'll go through the my whole like ritual is I'll, go, <laughs> I'll spoken sc- like a true addict <laughs> <laughs> I'll scroll the front page and I'll pick out videos I like so I'm like, okay. I like this I like this I like this I like this <laughs> it's like you're at the store getting putting things in your cart I just want to say uh, wow I com- I completely understand this yeah yeah, yeah you, have really? pick, you have to pick the one that you like the most yes like, you have to be sure it's, that that's it, the one that you because you, you don't to want to come too. to some uh, some. Oh, I jerk off the thumbnails more than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> really? Wait. Like because the thumbnails on uh, on like X videos and porn. Because she's not talking. Well, okay. well this- <laughs> <laughs> but they they're. They like change, they shift. Like you, when you hover your right, like and it shifts to like different clips, and there and it's like little, it's like a running video thing. There's actually a Reddit page called Porn in 15 Seconds that gives you like a short, like 15 second version of the whole porno, right? Which is basically the thumbnail. Yeah, and if you want, they're like, here's the full video on Porn in 15 Seconds. Wow, but, like if the full blowjob was too much for you, yeah, here's, here's like, just like a semen in the mouth. Well, I love like how s- men like can take the time to do all this for their porn uh, tradition and then just get. You a shitty birthday gift. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. I mean, and I'm like, I want to get mad at you, but I guess I can't. It's it's a whole process. So when I'm watching porn like that, Michael, it's like Michael was thinking about porn and he dropped the microphone. <laughs> Jesus, be cool. I just get you're so overstimulated that just like a regular naked body is like it's just not as perverted as what I've been watching. Oh, okay, right. perverted, right, right, right. Yeah. That makes sense. So not then, nasty. Yeah. So then it's like you become desensitized, but then when you you take that away it literally it i i've done it in and out so many times of like trying to quit porn yeah the first week is the hardest because the first week jerking off just off a of memory is like really tough why because yeah. it's it's not enough it's not enough 
it's but like, like your memory your but your imagination your imagination it, there can be anything in men there. are visual I, though i think it's the visual thing yeah. i think i get distracted like i'll be thinking about sometimes i'll be thinking about like a hot pre-sex thing i did and yeah. then it'll like spiral to be like what if it went bad what if she hit? Like, <laughs> it's like then I'm what thinking, if my mom showed up oh, yeah fuck. like you just like anything it's like and then i'm like thinking about well, it's video like meditation games. right it's right, like right. yeah do you have adhd or I, ocd I've never, or? I've never been diagnosed okay. but when people That's how talk I think. about adhd I, it sounds i'm like oh it sounds like i have that okay um but uh but yeah that's a there's all those are all factors into the sex then when you take it away after about two weeks you're like back on board okay and then okay now where i'm at it's like the jerking off of a memory is better than porn oh let's clip that as well hmm. yeah. let's clip okay. that as well it's because it's not, I'm not of course i'm not anti-porn but like i noticed um i masturbate a lot mm-hmm. and i used to watch a lot of porn and it's you do get addicted to like finding the best one i totally yeah. i totally get that because yeah. you're like well what if there's something hotter out there for me to it's come the to digging come for gold it's like it's like it's like you fucking yes. there's gold in these hills and you're sh- got like, your little pants you're thrifting for an orgasm yeah. and you the get, best one get a little nugget and you're like there's more and then you become this old like prospector <laughs> and Wait, do, do guys i know girls have this like i i have this anyway where like I'll come and I'm like, oh, that wasn't got a good one. Yes. Oh, guys have that too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I started You have dr- to be really stimulated by what you're watching it, or it, what's in front of you. It has to be stimulating. It has to be like it has to take time. I yeah, when, yeah. when I was like, I think twelve, I don't think you had guys had the show in Canada or in America. It was called the Sunday Night Sex Show with Sue. And Sue was this <laughs> so that got real Canadian. That with got so Sue. Canadian. Sue was this old old lady she's a legend yeah yeah. yes i've heard of her is that like canada's robin bird i don't know robin Bird. um kind of she no she's more like dr ruth a little oh yeah like a sweet old lady yeah sweet old lady she's like here's a dildo and you want to stick it right up your 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 vaginal canal it's like if you move it up and in it'll do like she'll give you like breakdowns of how to have better sex oh cool very matter of fact i started watching that show as like yeah maybe like a 12 year old because i thought that maybe there's gonna be tits in it Nice. Um, Come on, Sue, take the shirt (laughs) off. I need tits, man. (laughs) Um, And I remember... Uh, one episode a guy called in and he was like I come too quick and uh-huh. she was like okay well if you don't want to come fast what you need to do is you need to masturbate and bring yourself like to the edge of uh-huh. excitement when you're about to come and then stop and as a 12 year old I was like I didn't un- I didn't really know what sex was I didn't know these concepts but I understood that coming quick was bad so I started jerking off like that and I've been jerking off like that since I was 12 <laughs> it's crazy the early influences really stick with you man yeah. Whoa. but Sue inspired you she inspired me so I've been edging so now myself. you never come too quick I, ne- I never come You've too never quick had no. the opportunity to come too quick. I think I came quick one time in my wow, whole and you're like, life. Oh, and what was the so reason? Sorry. Uh I I think it was just a like really turned on, really excited. I think we were like maybe like touching and all this stuff and kissing like on the way to the hotel. Okay. And there was like a oh like so much foreplay in oh, little yeah. ways. And then when, by the time you get there, my dick's been like, dude, I'm like <laughs> bum, bum, he's like bum, bum. ready to go. Yeah. Um but uh but yeah no that's like uh well, I can't even remember how we got on this. Uh, uh, oh well you well, said that you gave up porn and then your oh, dick that, was working better cuz I said does your dick have you like experienced loss in dick workingness? Yes, the dick. And, and the type of orgasm you have like you do you guys have bad orgasms yes, or like oh yes. that was a waste. But that the edging orgasm right. when I'm jerking off that is like I if I'm jerking off and not doing that it's like not worth it cuz you come like way harder. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Huh. 
Okay. I don't really edge. How? What's? What does you mean? Okay. What's edging? Like, I know, I know, it's like teasing yourself, but like, how? Like specific. It's when you're like about to come and you stop. And how long do you do that for? Uh, as many times as you want. Well, how, <laughs> how long does it take? So how? When you're oh, so so you get yourself to almost you the and point of coming very familiarly. Yeah. And then how long do you? What do you? How long do you have to stop so that you right, don't jizz, right. but you can start again? Right. Well, you. That's what I'm saying. You're you're you know how your body feels. Okay, so yeah. it's just so unique like, for everyone. Sometimes when I'm like, doing, like, do you go get a soda in between? No, 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 no nothing like there. that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't need to be that long of a break. Sometimes I will. <laughs> Check Instagram. I'll feel like I came. I feel like I came, but nothing came out. Why? And my dick will literally do like the pulse thing. Right. But I'm like, I know the difference between when I actually come and when I'm like the edge and come. And if I get one of the, I get a few of those in a row and then I actually come. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. But that there's no sense. such thing as coming without actual ejaculation for a man, or is Th- there? There is. There is. There, it, it's like it's not as good, but it's like it feels similar. It's a, but like, would you cat? You would put it in a different category. Though? I would put it in a different category. Okay. For sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like I got close. I almost came. I didn't come, and my right. dick is like it's uh, like I. If I actually come, my like recovery time is probably like I don't know, like half an hour. Right, that's not bad. Fuck again. Yeah. Um, but if uh, I do that, it, I definitely get that little bit of post nut clarity for like maybe like thirty seconds. I get that feeling. What's post nut clarity? I have an idea, but I you don't know hear. what post nut clarity. Well, it's is? just like you're like, why did I do that kind of thing? Post nut clarity is like because <laughs> as a man, <laughs> when you're horny, you're. Mm. You're not thinking clearly. Right. You're, you're, so that's when you ask for money or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or you call Corinne and tell her about your troubles. Yeah, dude. If you catch a guy at his horniness and you go, hey, give me $20, and that's like, (laughs) is he going to give it to you? That's the best you'll ever make. So if I, so, oh, wow. Yeah. I want to move in together. Well, that's why men are nicer when your titties are out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like nicer to you. 
because it's Shit. they're being hypnotized. We're being hypnotized. Yeah. And horniness is, it's is too easy though. Ugh. As great as as it feels to come and be horny and have sex, horniness is a, like a burden for men. Oh, I'm so sorry, <laughs> Chase. A burden. You guys, can we have a moment of silence for Chase' mental state? Because it's so burdened by his horniness. So, well, just to explain most night cl- clarity, like say some nights I'm horny and I'm be like texting a bunch of girls, like seeing if I can get some sexting going get something going so i because i'm i'm horny right and then that's why they <laughs> and you're like you take care of this for me woman <laughs> well i'm like it'd be nice if i we could have an exchange sure. it's yeah a, i feel like it's a two-way street i'm sending dick pics i'm sending right. text messages nice. i'm writing out like a novel of okay. descriptions of oh, how shit. i'd like to fuck them oh you show up oh yeah you yeah, show yeah, up yeah. in your sex no i sex like er- ernest hemingway Ooh. like i'm like a very Drunk. descriptive yeah yeah like i'm like and then i do this and then i'm using words like oh. I, I try not to use the same adjectives too many times like yeah wow no, I'm, Wait, I'm, mad thoughtful. Good I have like sometimes if I write like really good ones, I save them in my notes. I was like, that was a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever reused? Yes. Ah, thanks course. for being honest. Thanks for being honest. <laughs> Who hasn't reused? When you like come a, up with a brilliant line, yeah, you're like, ain't you no way that only Susie's getting that Dude, one. There's one. There's I've done this not a ton of times. I've only done this I think with like three girls, but where. I, we're not fucking, but it's like we're like it's like four. Maybe sometimes after sex, but it can be whatever. But I'm talking in their ear and then playing with their pussy and Ugh. then like telling them a story. Man after my own heart. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> telling, telling them a story. One, Wait, one, I don't one, like that part. Like the little <laughs> engine that could, or no. like. <laughs> so I was at the store today. They didn't have oat milk. So I got on. Mm. <laughs> you can hear me lick my fingers. I turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> No, Call me Ishmael. <laughs> it's like a sexy story. One I've used multiple times is the what I call the girl in the red dress, where it's like, I see you at a bar. Oh, this is so sweet. You're in a red dress. It's very crowded. It's really crowded. And then you feel me like press up behind you. Ooh. And like you can feel my body on you and like my hands move up your thighs. And it's like, and you try to push them away, but you're too against, you're too like close to the bar. You can't get them away. And then it basically just goes into me like playing with her pussy at the bar in public. You don't know who this guy is. Wow. And I'm doing that while I'm playing with her pussy. I've used that story. I like story. that you called it a story. I'm like, it's just dirty talk. Oh, it's dirty talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's my dirt- stories. You want to hear one of my stories? Like, it's that's a, a good story. <laughs> it's a specific narrative. Right. That, right. You, that you created. That I created. <laughs> and I've used that one multiple times. Well, you know what, though? You know what I really appreciate about your approach and technique and just overall like mentality towards sex? You care about making the woman horny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's beautiful. That's more that's, of that. I think that is the that's the, the, the highlight, isn't it? Like the. You not yeah, for a lot, not for of, a lot of guys. I like. Um, I dated somebody for seven years that was like that, and honestly, it's why our relationship was so good. Yeah, for seven years. Yeah, because you guys would. He just... was really invested in me being aroused, and I was like, yeah. yeah. You find someone like insecure with like a low sense of self worth, and then they really try hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I need this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, okay. That's um, <laughs> like I feel like if you don't make the girl come when you're having sex. It's like you didn't win. Like you're trying to like. It's I mean, a, I, I agree. I support but this theory. A lot of people don't care. Yeah, yeah they, they just straight up don't care. And it's like, what do you? You can't make them care, mm-hmm. and you don't want to want them. Yeah, you don't want that. I don't want that. I want you to yeah. care. Yeah. And so if you're not the type of like sexual partner that doesn't care, I'm like, yeah, yes. oh, There's not a lot you can do. Um. But, but yeah, this is. A, I feel like I, I'm. All, I keep trying to go back to where we started, so I can get that as like the central point of the conversation. But I can't remember how we got over here. 
I think it was still just your dick not. Were we still Viagra uh, foreplay? um, Long story short, my dick works great. (laughs) (laughs) Clip that. Clip that. Um, oh, no. we, one of the topics that we touched on or that you said you're like, oh, you're, you're interested in or something something that you think or feel that's maybe um, against the, the grain is monogamy. Oh, about yeah, monogamy. yeah. Um, well, the whole thing with monogamy is like I, I think we just have an absolutist idea when it comes to a lot of things. Sure. Like even like careers, like you're supposed to work one job and you work forever and then you and retire and you die. Yeah, it's the like default bullshit, which is it just seems strange that there's not a variety of things. Like yeah. I listened to this podcast once where they this do it was like a health podcast. and This guy who was a heart surgeon was having all these health problems and he decided to leave his practice so he could focus on his health. And he started working in India um, with this group of of medicinal practitioners. Some mm-hmm. people did like Ayurvedic medicine. Some people were like neurosurgeons. And the way that they would counsel people, because these people are too poor to afford healthcare, mm-hmm. they'd have lineups and people would just come in and they'd be like literally a council of people that all had different specialties in their practice. And this person would be like, my stomach hurts. And they would break down all the things and come up uh, together with a way to treat these people. And they wow. found that was the most effective way they could do this. And I feel like we have these absolutist mentalities towards everything, not everything, but a lot of things with relationships, sex, marriage being one of them. Like Mm -hmm. you're supposed to have sex with, if you can't have sex with a lot of people, you got to have sex with one person. You're supposed to be one person, marry them and be with them forever, blah, 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 all these things. And I just don't think that is the way it works for everybody. For sure. And I I also think it's it's doubly hard to get out of, to have a more um, experience experimental lifestyle uh, unless you live in a city mm-hmm. uh it's more accepted but I, I also think you're like in your if you're in the middle of america for example mm-hmm. you're surrounded by people who are so miserable because they went with the default thing and they're like well don't you fucking be happy fuck you you gotta yeah. be miserable with us and like that also keeps do keeps you, it going keeps it brewing do you know what the console wars are have you ever heard of this no Mm-mm. so people there's like xbox and playstation oh and, oh and, like game console yeah and people i was I, like un what's up <laughs> yeah people will buy one and then they de- that's like part of their identity so they defend it like if people were like oh, xbox is like shit Adidas like versus nike yeah i right. own a playstation xbox is shit when really it's like these these companies don't care about you yeah and and the but because you've invested in this it's part of your identity and you have to defend it because if someone says like oh this is bad then part of you is wrong right and you've made a wrong decision yeah because which, most people's self-esteem has some dents in it yes to say the least exactly yeah um but then it comes into all the other ideas with monogamy where like i don't I don't know if that's the natural course of action mm-hmm. or if we've been conditioned into monogamy. Like, yeah. it, it, we, you watch a fucking, what's it called? A Disney movie. And mm-hmm. it's like happily ever after you meet a princess meets um, Prince Charming and then they live forever. Mm-hmm. It's like that's a, from a young age we're being taught that's what the goal is. Uh, and it's, uh, I don't think it's. I don't know if that's because that's how we're supposed to be or if that's because we have huge Christian undertones and all the yeah. things we do. It's like con- it's, it's to control us. Yes. yes. Yeah. And too capitalism. Much fun. Yeah. Capitalism. And, and it's like, yeah, it, it is weird for a society to push you to do anything other than like not murder. You yes. know, like that. That's good. That's good for the good for everybody. Mm-hmm. But um, monogamy is just like, who gives a shit? And that's why like with gay marriage. I'm like, why would you give a fuck if two people 
got married. Yeah. Two of anybody got married. Why would you give a flying fuck? And then it's uh, on top of that, I, I think a lot of the issues when you look at like a polyamorous relationship isn't so much about how the people feel within it, but uh, it's the public perception on the outside. Yeah. So if you're in a polyamorous relationship as a man, you might be feeling like, oh, well, if other people are having sex with my wife or girlfriend, it's not so much that uh, maybe I love it. But then you're worried about, oh, people are going to say I'm a cuck or a bitch or like, or, and that's. You say, that. yeah, I'm a cuck. <laughs> What's up? Let's go. Let's go. And to have that, to, for someone to have that much confidence in who they are. Right. That's like, it takes are a you lot a of work. No, no, I'm oh. um, Poly, not. The problem with poly, polyamory is that uh, people who are polyamorous are annoying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think you're that's. Not wrong. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. that's and I know the, the polyamorous community hates me yeah. and I feel the same way. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's, it's not because it's not the fuck it's, like, it's not the fucking it's just like the, my problem with sex culture like I like to do all these things I've been to sex clubs all these things but it's like why does it have to become kind of like you're talking about like a whole fucking identity GFT, part yeah. of your personality so why nerdy. can't you just like yeah. it is so yes. nerdy, nerdy yeah. and that's not does not make me horny no. that is what it is I, it's, it's they're it's carrying weird. it around as their yeah. that's their shield is and that then you have I'm to make poly. a t-shirt about it and a yeah. button and you right. have to talk about it like to me part of like some sensuality is like Sometimes fucking privacy, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, or like, yeah, or putting a mask on and like fucking something. Like, I don't even know who I'm inside right now. Like, yes. I like that. Yeah, yeah. like just the, the conversations and the ugh. I think the ugh. one weird thing with <laughs> not just relationships, but a lot of social interaction now is that people feel that every part of their life needs to be this public display. Yes, where it's like, yeah. yes, it's like, I think yes. we accidentally encourage that. <laughs> where for the past you, ten years, if you are fucking multiple people in your and you say it's like you and your wife and you do whatever right it's no one's fucking business sure right and it's like we do whatever the fuck we want and if you're happy between the two of you that's all that matters yeah yeah your reality only exists in here Mm -hmm. yes and having these outward projections of what people might think aren't real also no Mm -hmm. one thinks about you at all like really that's also like no one gives a shit and then people you think about what other people think about you but they don't even think about you and people put these perceptions of how you're supposed to be on you they go like oh well you uh you can't change your gender you can't fucking do this you can't do that you can't Can't marry a man you can't have a polyamorous relationship what all these things someone puts that on you Mm -hmm. and then you have to go live that life and they just fuck off yeah right that was just a fleeting moment on the way to the grocery store (laughs) exactly they're like oh you're not allowed to do that you're not allowed to get an abortion and it's like okay but then I have to raise this kid and the person's like well, I don't know well, I, gotta then, go, I gotta go see ya yeah it's like it's fucking it's like who who fucking like yeah wh- why do people get so invested in another life that they don't have to live at because all because they don't have to look at themselves yeah that's what it I really believe that like in an, especially in America like people have this intolerance of looking really looking at themselves and mm. they're afraid of their own ugliness but it's like everyone has it just fucking who gives a shit well I think I, also people don't want anyone else being freer having more freedoms or having more fun than them too yeah. you know mm. Yeah. To see someone else having it's more very fun, like instead of like making yourself have more fun, you go, let's just stop the fun that's happening over there. Yeah, that yeah, that's anybody protesting a gay pride parade. That's exact. There's that. It can't be fun. anything else. It's yeah, only right. fun. I've never seen someone protesting a gay pride parade who was having more fun than the people in the gay mm. pride parade. Never. Like, not dressed better, not better looking. There yeah. was something. Um, there was something at in Canada recently where people were protesting because I think a drag queen was doing like a story time. I saw that. Yeah, people yeah. are very against drag queen a story hour. I think they yeah. are illiterate. So, um, but then it's like, Kate, if yeah. that's if if, that's, you, if I can't read, neither can you. If that's something that you truly, let's say, let's if we justify it for these people and they really feel that this is a danger to their sure. children. 
Um, That's then so funny. <laughs> don't bring your child. Yeah, right. live in your world shut, and mm-hmm. shut the fuck and just up. you don't like let it be like it exists. What you're gonna these like grandiose things that people are afraid of happening. Like sure. they're gonna I don't know they're gonna uh, 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 take our children or this uh, cabal is is secretly planning all these things and trying to make everyone gay. And- it's the essence of Karen energy too. And, drag but, queens love money. Kids don't have cash. They don't want to fuck your kids. That's <laughs> true. Drag queens love money. <laughs> but all these things that people are afraid of, if, if say if this is true, this grandiose plan, it's mm-hmm. going to take over. <laughs> it's like you're going to be dead before it takes yeah. a control. So yeah. just fucking live your life and die. Dude. That's how I feel about climate change. I go, I'm not I'm not doing anything. <laughs> not going to be yeah. my problem. Bro, one of my buddies, he like he doesn't care about recycling. He's like, I don't really know. <laughs> I love that. That's like that's like a thing about him. Yeah. Everyone. Knows. He, he'll just like throw shit in whatever, whichever. And he's like, well, that's good. And I'm like, why? He's like, well, because now they have to work harder to figure out how to fix that. Like, can you recycle this? I don't know. But you guys need to figure out how to recycle it because guess what? It's going in the recycling. The bottom line is we're all overstimulated that's and overwhelmed so and exacerbated and tired from just all the stimuli that yeah. you're like, what is existence even? I think my over- underlying thing is I just don't care. I'm like, just leave me yeah. alone. Like, I'm just, yeah, yeah, just going to yeah. go do whatever the fuck I want to do. And if it bothers you, I just want to hang out with you. Right. Yeah. And so I'm going to fuck whoever I want to fuck. As right. Long as they want to fuck me. Um, nice. <laughs> clip it. Ooh, yeah, consent. Clip, clip, clip it. <laughs> Oh, have I you have ever had liquid death? Uh, yes. yes. Um, awesome. Thank you. What's the kinkiest thing you've ever done? Kinkiest thing I've ever done. Like for you, not uh, not to the world, but like for you, like the one that had like the highest stakes of like, <gasps> um, what? Kinkiest thing I've ever done. Uh, I definitely, oh, uh, me and my buddy had. <laughs> nice. Uh, I like where this is going. So there was this one night where I did a show in Vancouver and then after the show, these the girls were there and we all we like went to a bar and then we all went back to their place um and then i hooked up with this one girl and then he hooked up with another girl and then he was messaging me he's like man we gotta go back there we gotta go back and so we went back another night and it was just the girl he hooked up with with them. Oh. and then so then we double teamed her but oh then yay the other girl came home and then we <gasps> all had like a foursome not even if they had wasn't a, planned that wasn't planned Fuck. uh and then it was in their other roommate had the biggest bed and we all fucked in her bed, which I thought was kind of fucked up. That's Damn. amazing. Oh, she wasn't there? No, she wasn't there. Yeah, yeah so that's the like, only gross part of that story. Yeah, no. <laughs> if it was my bed, I'd be like, nice. No, it's it's sick. Like, good for, for good. Like, I hope she supported wow. it. But like four people fucking in your bed, that's a lot of fluids. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot. Yeah, you wash the shit. I mean, I, mm. my dog sleeps with me. It, eh, whatever. But that um, was that was a really good time. Yeah. Wow. I love the spontaneity of it. Yeah, yeah. So what, is there a conversation between before two friends double team a, a girl they just met or is that Great just question. like men are cool with that I innately think dudes are pretty cool with it like I've had they a couple are. other buddies where we've tried to get it going me and my buddy were in Montreal one time and we were with these two girls we went back to the girls place and the girls started kissing and making out and stuff and mm. we were like it's gonna fucking happen but then one girl was like <laughs> I like I kind of know her like outside of this so I don't really want to do this and then we fucked separately um, but we, I guess as dudes you're just kind of like you're just sure. always on board yeah that's yeah, just like yeah. always something that you know like just being a dude it might happen yeah yeah and it's also <laughs> two every, hot dudes every you time this know. has happened it's been with like my boys like so it's my like boys. you're it's like you're a fucking good boy to fuck a girl with your boys like it's yeah so this it's is like, like this is like the sweet yeah. precipice of male bonding mm-hmm. okay it's like yeah 
I've been double teamed by two guys and it was like sweet. Like it was, it was sweet. It was hot, but it was like, Hey man, you want to try and see if she's down? And they're like, all right, man. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah. And then everyone's like, yay. And I'm like, oh, that's great. I do remember when we had the foursome afterwards, we were like all hanging out and I think we're having drinks and stuff. And then um, one girl was like, hey, put on some music. And she passed over her phone and her picture was her and her boyfriend on like the background screen. Mm. <laughs> and we don't know. We didn't ask any questions. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> We don't know if she had some sort of agreement or something. We're just like, yo, leave yeah. that one alone. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you ever had sex that you regret? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like I, what's a hit? What's one of the hits? Um, I just I hooked up with this girl once and um. We didn't have sex, but she just blew me. Uh, but we were... Wow. And <laughs> I regret it. <laughs> I regretted her mouth on my dick. But she uh, she just was like kind of rude and mean. And like we, oh. like we were talking before. And then we... Um, like this was... I think it was at a show. And then I, I like on, we're like walking back to the hotel. And as we're walking to the hotel, she kept saying like progressively fucking more outlandish shit Mm -hmm. she was like uh the people i think where was this fuck i might have been in mexico but she was saying like oh yeah like i don't really like the mexicans and shit like that (gasps) Uh i was like oh so she's just being racist racist." she was like racist and like uh, and i was like uh um, but we got back to the hotel and i was gonna kind of be like i think you should just go home but then she blew me and i was like oh i Uh, go home after that that. (laughs) i was like i probably shouldn't have done that (laughs) you let a a racist suck your dick (laughs) shay God. Well, it's interesting because I, I think like a, like a newer phenomenon is like I hear for, from a lot of my guy friends like women being too mean, and a, a lot of women don't know the difference between being playfully mean and actually mean. And like yeah. this is like my number one skill set, like how to yeah. be mean but still people want to fuck you. Yeah. Um, and everyone's doing it really wrong. Yeah. Do you find a, like a lot of younger women are just like actually mean and they think it's playful, especially being you being a comedian? I oh, think people right. are meaner to comedians because they think it's funny or do they yeah. want that from me or is that what they want they want to not sprawl? at all funny i don't think i've encountered that a lot my love language is bullying right so like that's oh a, interesting that's, let's get into that because you feel kind of like i don't know you well enough but like you feel pretty masculine you, yeah you yeah. feel like you're on like a disney kids show <laughs> you know what i mean but like but you got a kinky <laughs> side but you have kinkiness yeah. too. like you got the both of them you know what i mean like you have the kindness but also like bend me over and, and choke me kind of thing yeah, yeah, so yeah. so they can both coexist because like people can take uh, women take bullying too far yeah yeah i think I, <laughs> it's like, always a bummer i will yeah it, it depends on like how well i know a person right but definitely the people and like girls i've dated that i've had like the best connection with uh-huh. are when we're like making fun of each other constantly but okay but yeah. you're you're giving it back to that. Okay. oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's like going back and forth back and forth yeah like, it's like like whatever it is, it's like you have to be able to pick on each other. Constantly. Sure, that's how I communicate with like my family and stuff too. Like we all bully each other. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I I also enjoy that, but it's it's hard sometimes. And sometimes, like especially when you're meeting someone, I did a lot of comics, so you're meeting someone and it's fun. But then they you know, really get in a relationship with me, and they think like that. That's all of a sudden I'm gonna be like making them sandwiches yeah, and, and patting their back. And it's oh. like, no, no, it doesn't shift now. Yeah, no, like, I'm like, oh, that wasn't like a fake personality. That was yeah. like my actual And they're like, oh, personality. Because mine was, oh, whoops. We weren't doing, we weren't doing the fake thing well, real quick no. at the, up top. Because I like when they're like mean to me too. To me, it's very helpful to, especially in this profession, to keep my ego in check. Yeah, yeah. Be bullied a little bit. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. it is, and it's also uh, it's a great way to communicate honesty too. Because sometimes yeah. someone says something, they're going to rip you about something, and you're like, I actually do kind of do that, right? Yeah. yeah, and you can. It's a way to laugh about your flaws that yes. I, I appreciate. Yes. Yeah. Um. But uh, no, I don't think I've encountered women that are like too mean. I, I mean personally. But you only just came to America. You I did. How, how long <laughs> have you been time, here? Only baby. six months. Yeah. Oh, You're fresh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Give it some time. You'll meet the mean chicks. Soon. Give it yeah. some time. Right. right. Not that like Canada doesn't have mean chicks, but I do think like it, I don't know. Is there, what's going on with like the feminine, feminist movement in Canada? It's pretty similar to America. I think I think it's pretty much the same. It, yeah. Whereas you, it's where you go like province by province, which is similar to here, state by state. Sure. Where like I think it's like really strong in um, Toronto. Right. Toronto is mm-hmm. where I would say like the biggest like rah rah feminism stuffs going on. Mm-hmm. And then if you go to like Alberta or like the East Coast, you're not going to get that much of it. And the East Coast Canada is where it's like the most fun. That the chicks almost feel like bros. <laughs> like <they're laughs> really? Like, yeah. They're like everyone. The East Coast is fucking sick. It's kind of like our Florida, where like. <laughs> The underlying tone is people just want to have a good time. Okay. Like everyone just wants to have fun. Uh, like politically, I wouldn't say they're like Florida, but like nice. in a way where people are partying, they're going to like, let's go hang on the boat. Let's drink all day. Let's do coke at night. Ooh. And the chicks are loose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Loose. Yeah. Yeah. I was in. Horrible. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds. It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. I was in St. John's for three weeks, and the first week I fucked four different chicks. Wow. I, I was just like on a tear. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was a really fun time. That's great. Yeah. Do you feel like a man? Uh, do I do feel you felt more like a man? <laughs> I, I don't know if I... Do you tell your bros? Yeah, I was like, I definitely told my bros. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, the first... Th- like, yeah, the, yeah, whenever I do something sexual that's like, <laughs> I like fucking tell my friends. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yo, you'll never believe what just happened. I, think, I am the shit. I think I've moved past identifying, like, finding my masculinity through sex. But there mm. was a time where that was, like, who I was. I don't know, though. I, 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 I Hearing you say that makes me want to challenge it for, like, because I feel 
feel it's a form of sex is a form of self-expression, mm-hmm. right? It's how you express your you can express yourself through your comedy. You can express yourself and you can get a lot from expressing yourself sexually or you just kind of eh, it's, it's uh, it means OK, it's, it doesn't mean too much to me. Mm-hmm. But like when I've done things sexually that I'm like <laughs> brush my shoulder <laughs> off, I, I don't feel more feminine. I also don't feel more masculine. I just feel like I'm the shit. Yo, yeah, I feel, I feel like, like I'm, I'm super human. Yeah. So I wonder then if. um. Yeah, I get that masculinity traditionally has pushed men like the more women you fuck, the better the better you are. But there also is this like take masculinity out of it. There's this aliveness that a man, a woman or they like any non-binary person would feel when they have sexual exploits that they're like, hell yeah. I definitely feel good. I definitely feel good, but I don't feel I guess what I'm saying is I don't feel that same insecurity I would feel before if that didn't happen. So I'm not like masking over this thing of that needs to be like Oh, it doesn't play with your self worth. Yes, exactly. That's exactly it. Uh I just you just feel cool as shit. Hell yeah. And that'll never go away, nor should it. (laughs) No, yeah. Did you do other things to improve your sense of self worth like over the years? Um meditation was a huge one. Mm -hmm. Nice. Mushrooms was a big one. Nice, same um, page. Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, I had this. The where the breaking point was for me was like a few different things. I got into. I was doing sales for a very short period of time, and it was when that whole like Tony Robbins thing was kind of kicking right. off. So even just that huh. mentality of confidence, right. I never had before. I was super insecure as a, as a oh, teenager. Uh-huh. Um, and I was now I was working this sales job where I was in Mexico and I was like selling tours to people who would like walk on the main street, mm-hmm. and I had to approach strangers. And that was like terrifying for me. And that the but the high I got off of it was like I never felt that way before. I never felt confident before. Right. And so I started feeling that. And then uh a few years after that, I had this like really intense mushroom trip where I did like uh six grams of mushrooms. The hero dose. Yes. Oh. And I did by myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So if you've ever done mushrooms by yourself, you know that it's it's a different experience because you don't you don't have like when you do mushrooms with other people, at least for me, there's this underlying thing of like you have to pay attention to other people. Is every, anyone else having a good time? I got to be con- have a conversation. Yeah. Also, they could ruin it for you yes. because yes. I, I have to be very careful about like whom around and what other people say. Because the first time I did mushrooms, they just hit. They took a forever to hit, and so by the time they hit, I was by myself, okay. which was great. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was with a dog, but yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the best. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that was great. But when you're uh, when you're high emotions by yourself, you get to be very selfish in the best way. Yeah. So you Ooh, get to like, tell me more. You go inside, you're looking around and like, I had these different stages of Ooh. the trip where, uh, I was working really hard at that time. And I was only like four hours of sleep. Oof. And so it made me feel like I, my body was resting, but showing me what my body does when it rests. And it's like, this is why you need to sleep because your body's healing. Wow. And wow. I, you got a lot of downloads. Oh yeah. A lot of downloads. Shit. Then I had this emotional thing where I went through like, different interactions I had with my parents and how those rubbed off on me and how those fed me insecurities and Mm. how I was like, I learned, I was like talking to myself in this mushroom trip being like, none of these are pieces of you. These are things pieces people have given you and you can let these go whenever you want. That's like Mm -hmm. the clarity that a therapist tries to give you over the course of 10 years. Oh, mushrooms will get you there way faster. yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. It's, oh, wow, that's amazing. And at like the peak, I was looking in the mirror and hugging myself, saying, I love you to myself. And that was like, that changed my perception of myself in a huge way. Wow. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, that Fuck. was like the start of it. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. And then, so do you, do you use mushrooms regularly now? Do you like microdose or? I probably do like mushrooms for fun, maybe twice a year. And then, like, that's like how I do it. Yeah. And yeah. then maybe one, like, we're working on something maybe once a year. Like, uh-huh. I, I would say I used mushrooms 
one to three times a year. Yeah. yeah. That's how I do it too. But I know people who are on it like three times a week. All the time. Yeah. Like a full dose? Not a full dose, but I don't know. I just, I, I also just think in general society likes to escape and I'm very much like, I'm sad a lot, but it's because I'm constantly going through the, the reality of existence, mm-hmm. not trying to run from it, mm-hmm. which is not, you know, not pleasant for everyone else to be around, but mm-hmm. I'm not trying to like take a detour. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you know, it's not pleasant <laughs> for everyone Fisher else. Way. Not really concerned about other yeah. people. <laughs> People you know. hanging around me, it kind of bums them out, but I don't really give a shit. <laughs> Not really. Like I, she's I, a realist. I don't care if it's like a little black cloud. It's like okay, That's well. So funny. But but I think it's mushrooms. I don't know. I, I don't know that I would classify mushrooms as escapism. Because it, uh, it, God, you when you try to run from something and you do mushrooms, you're like, oh, you I'm not going to run from that, huh? We're going to actually come toe-to-toe with it. Okay, cool. Eight hours? All right, cool. I'll, uh, I think, uh, I'll, I'll call Corinne and Wendy and tell her to come over that I want to kill myself. Yeah, yeah, I just think, I mean, I just think, uh, when I say escapism, I mean escaping from, like, your own brain has, as it is uh, working on a day-to-day basis. I right. See, right. So you're still escaping so reality. Mushrooms are going, you know, you're going to the past or whatever. I mean, like, some, what I like about some psychedelics is, like, at the, at the dosage that I normally take it actually is helping me to enjoy the present and not think about what yeah. do I have, what this work I have to do next week or this or that. Um, but you know, it, it all depends. Just anytime I know, know someone who's like always on drugs, you're like, it's okay. too much. Well, yeah, yeah you're okay. running from something or you're numbing out or no, something. I uh, completely agree with you on that. Like, yeah. I think there's, there's a lot of little things the mushrooms have taught me along the way. Yeah. But um, people will like microdose being like, oh, it'll help you with your anxiety or helps you with this. And it's like in order to really get over a lot of these mental conditions is you have to confront them. Like to get over anxiety, if you have social anxiety, right. you probably have to go to a social space and talk to strangers. Mm-hmm. And immerse, conf- immerse yourself. And confront these things. You have to meditate. You have to do work to get through it. You have to take yourself by the hand and yeah. show yourself that you can do a trust fall with yourself. Yes. And that that will that will begin to melt your anxiety away. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. I think like best case scenario, it's yes, you're doing a, you know, these things a couple times a year, you're taking the lessons that you learn from the trips and then you're uh, applying them in real life scenarios Absolutely. where you're sober. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's what I, I mean, that's what I, I was like, that's what I was doing. <laughs> no, I don't know what else is doing. <laughs> Ace and yet another thing. <laughs> um, what? Okay. Wait, 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 I was like, give yeah. me this list back. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, we'll It'll wrap it. But wrap yeah. it up. Uh, oh, oh, this is what I wanted to talk about. So the religious influence on sex. I'm upset. Okay, so doing this show for like a decade, um, Christine and I weren't raised like super religious, so we don't find a lot of like a religious effect on our sexuality. It's more like societal. Um, but what, what you had kind of t- talked about that a little bit, and I'm obsessed with religion as a concept. So like I wasn't raised religious at all. Okay, nice. but. I think there's they're just intertwined in society. Yeah, absolutely. Like you, the Virgin Mary, the Virgin Mary. Yeah. The what? These anyway. these like are perceptions of how like this purity with women, right? How right, relationships right. are supposed to be, marriage. All these things are products of religion that are now intertwined with our society and almost seem have been completely detached from the source material. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so. I like to look back to like the source to be like, is this really what we want to do? Mm-hmm. Do we really like to do this? And then I have to look into myself of where like, yeah, I like sleeping around. And then uh, if I was with someone, would I be okay with them fucking other people and having like an honest 
conversation with myself about that. Yeah. Like if I honestly feel jealous, it's like, yes, do I feel jealous? And then I have a, a thought about jealousy as well. well can I manage that? How do you manage? You can manage it. You could choose to manage it multiple ways. And then, but is it also, am I just going to feel like shit this entire time that right. my partner's fucking other people? And then I'm like, is it a biological thing? Like, because mm. when I think about jealousy, I'm like, it would be a beneficial tool to- um, I'm sure your offspring is yours. Exactly. Like you, seeing someone fuck someone you fucked and then being like, no, and beating the shit out of them yeah. would help your bloodline go on. I love that you're thinking about it from like an evolutionary like, perspective. So <laughs> yeah. few people are going that deep. This is why I, this is why I feel like I'm just like sometimes like comics. I'm like, this is why we only hang out with each other. I know, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. No, no, one's, no one really yeah. thought that. Yeah. Yo, bro, I just jerk off to like the first video on the porn site. Yeah. That's all I do. <laughs> um, but th- I think all like confronting all these questions but then also i don't think it matters in this grand societal thing of how religion affects society like i think finding one not one person but like you find someone who you want to date Mm -hmm. and then you agree on your terms of relationship between the two of you yeah and then you can adjust those based on how you feel and being brutally honest with yourself and that person Mm -hmm. can help you get to a, a happy place i think honesty is the real answer to these things because some people will have a perception of how they want to be whether it's being religious and being monogamous and being someone who is like oh i only have sex with my wife for procreation how intense you want to take it sure or you have someone on the other end of the spectrum who's like i'm fine with my girlfriend fucking everyone i'm fine with my boyfriend fucking everyone but if truly inside you're not okay with it but you're putting this mask on to fit a personality that you want people to perceive you as you're gonna be in a living hell that's Mm -hmm. a lot of poly people yeah (laughs) (laughs) not everyone obviously but like that's one of my my quips with it because i'm like do you just you want this because he wants it like it's weird um, yeah, because it seems like a cool thing to want to do. And then I'm like, yeah, all, like most of the things that are true about me are like more boring. <laughs> and then, <laughs> right, right, right. And then you go, well, that's not like how I would like to sell it, but that's the truth. Yeah. But Corinne, have you ever had a sexual experience where you felt like, hell yeah? You know, like, I don't really get that from sex. It's more, okay. it's more like, oh, I have feelings and we found them. Oh. <laughs> you know? That's so. God, I feel cool all the you've time. Never, yeah. You've not changed in 15 years. Yeah. Uh, no, right. I know. Oh, you feel cool all the time? Kind of. Well, nice. I, I, I Good think, for you. I think number one, like being like, so like the, the concept of cool, I don't really think, I don't really think anyone's cool when you get to know them. That's why like for I can't sure. be in relationships because everyone's like a fucking disgusting losing loser dork. <laughs> right, you know, right, you get right. to know them and I'm like, well, yeah. I want this person ruining my brand and I do call my brand <laughs> even behind doors. Yeah, she does. And then, yeah, and then but then as far as like cool, what I think cool is, cool is just like doing what you want to do and like not letting other people yeah. shift you in a different direction so under that definition yeah I always feel cool right like right. fucking someone else doesn't make me feel cool it just yeah it does make me feel like it helps me it helps me a lot to connect with other people which is like I think very masculine do you know the the geezer paradox no so the geezer paradox is like when you're younger you're trying to be cool and so being younger, like, kind of makes you cooler. But trying to be cool is uncool. Right. And right. as you get older, you give less shits. Yeah. And you're and, way cooler. And you're way cooler. But being older kind of makes you less cool. Right. So that's the geezer paradox. The geezer, of like, like old geezer. Uh, as you get older, you care less, which makes you cooler. But aging, it's like this weird loop. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because sometimes, like, me, to me, there is nothing cooler than like an eighty-year-old woman. Like, I feel you f- down. Like, with just, just like ex- accessory. There's something about being very old and Iris. still having time to accessorize. Yes, when you have fashionable glasses and you're above sixty-five, I, 
I I find you attractive. That's yeah. so attractive to me. There I was, never accessorize, but I think I'm gonna have time when I'm eight. For sure, <laughs> you will. You will. There was this lady. I used to work at this brunch restaurant, and she would show up, and she was like this little tiny lady with a little shortcut, and she just like was very like quippy and funny. Yeah. She would come with her dog, who is like this bloodhound, and she would sit Whoa. there and then uh, or drink like four glasses of wine yeah and sometimes she would get food and just like read her book and she would just come hang out and then just take off and i was my like, girl I, every time she came i was like that chick's cool as fuck right yeah. and she was old i don't know i never knew how old she was but i would guess anywhere from like uh 60 to 75 was right. in that range hell yeah, yeah. i yeah. also think that's cool too because like on the internet sometimes they'll just be like you know they're like a couple will be sitting next to an old person alone and then the girl will be crying like why is she eating dinner alone it's like she's maybe happy this is the first time she's had peace since yeah. her husband yeah. died. She's gonna have to ask, what do you want for dinner, honey? Yeah. She just fucking eats. Yeah, maybe for the she's first so time in 80 years. Yeah. So, okay, this is, I, I I can't wait to tell my sister about this. So, about what? Uh, I was visiting family recently. I was with my sister and her husband and they were telling stories. We're all just talking and, and he was talking about his grandma who she had like eight, or not eight, she had uh, three husbands die. And I said, fucking sick. I was like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I was like, she like out lived three men like that's like what a badass lady and they were both like no it was very sad <laughs> I, was like, I was like oh shit sorry they, they bring it up thinking of all her freedom. the time now they're like you're fucking sick all your grandmas are dead <laughs> but I'm like you guys would get it you guys yeah. get my perspective yeah. Yeah. right yeah, yeah. also like she got three guys to marry her yeah like get what a badass yeah that pussy good clip it clip that it pussy good <laughs> It's an only to your sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Yeah. Um, that sounds badass. Anytime you look up a celebrity and they have like seven divorces, I'm just like, what? What is going yeah, on? Yeah. What there? happened? What, what is happened? going on there? It's fascinating, and it's just such a it's a such a common thing for like celebrities, like who like Elizabeth Taylor. I think like you know like a lot oh my god of, eight like or a seven lot or eight of husbands. And it's like, That's why? great. That's fun. Though. I don't know. I just kinda, like get married. Yeah, it's like the wedding's fun. I don't know. Well, I think I think it's like you know that. It, it, addictive quality that people have around love I definitely have this it's like you go so hard for a couple months and you're like okay I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm done now. now I love that you're yeah, not no. as fun to me anymore <laughs> yeah. or my so favorite fun. concept yeah. getting married and divorced to the same person a couple of times <laughs> like you just can't decide we've interviewed a couple people that but every that. time you do it you go hard I really like that because it's like I don't want to do it when it's work right that's not when I want to be invested right. I want to be there for the ride and it's like okay Cal, like I'll see you later yeah. when things get rough you leave yeah right yeah that's we get it. Um, this has been really fun. <laughs> yeah. You're you're a fantastic guy, you fucked guys. We really appreciate you. you. Where can we find you online, and what would you like to promote? Uh, you can find me on all social media. Uh, it's all social media at Che Dorena, C H E D U R E N A. Uh, you can get all my tour tickets at ChaDorena.com. I'm currently on tour. I'm going to be in Washington. I'm going to be in Rhode Island, Indiana, uh, California, Arizona, and Texas. All Amazing. those places. Yeah. Great. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you right so on. much for being on the show. This Thank has been Guys We Fucked. I'm just going to look at both cameras because I forget. I don't know which one is on me now. Center. Uh, this has been Guys We Fucked, the anti slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Bye. Guys We Fucked is presented by Luminary, created and hosted by Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Editing and music coordination by Mike Coscarelli. Theme song by Rob Patterson and Jake Cozen. Suck my wet ass pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Christina said to cut that before, but now it's in there. Yeah, let's keep it. Who cares? Back then I thought I meant a lie. Took my youth in the backseat. Forgot your manners, didn't say please. Used to give you everything I could. 
You never try like I wished you would. Why is there time that you would spend with me? Where you couldn't go to bed with me. You've got yourself a god complex. Did you read all the side effects? My dad says I'm too good for this. Crying over boys who don't know how to kiss. You've got yourself a god complex. Imagine it go with disrespect. But baby, I know by the end of this, you'll be the one that I forget to miss. Hey, hey. I remember when we said goodbye. Chlorine and teary eyes. I was off and I was far away. You barely called, I waited every day. All your college friends, they know my name. Were they there the night you texted me? When you told me that I was the one, did you mean it or were you just drunk? You've got yourself a god complex. Did you read all the side effects? My mom says I'm too good for this. Don't cry over this boy, he's about to seize. You've got yourself a god complex. You match your ego with disrespect, but baby, I know by the end of this. Be the one that I forget to miss. Oh. Sometimes I wish that you could feel all the scars from you that haven't healed. After all the damage that you've caused, can you see why I don't wanna talk? Sitting high upon your pedestal As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds It was shocking I have to know What were they thinking? Backroom deals Huge amounts of money CIA secrets Sets off a firestorm in Washington Affairs No way this guy's got a mistress Corruption I knew I was a dead man Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.